0: and welcome to ring post radio (laughs) (laughs) scotty Scotty muted himself but he just had what looked like the biggest sneeze in the world and just just (laughs) oh man you like almost fell out of your chair it was hilarious um thank you everybody for joining us for ring post radio um thank you so much for joining us i am your host ryan Knightsey. with me as always is the sneeze master uh not the shock master but the sneeze master you almost fell out of his chair scotty edwards scotty you look like you're still recovering so i'll give you a moment uh still recovering perfect (laughs) uh and join today uh join today for ring post radio we have a guest joining us today all the way from scotland we have sam roberts sam thank you so much for joining us
1: Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I just caught a red-eye flight. Uh, (laughs) Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no, it it, it cost a lot to bring you out here, uh, uh, even though you're in a different room. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We had to buy a house uh, to put you in a different room. It was very expensive.
1: Yeah, I have very high maintenance. Uh, my, My rider is incredible. Only green m ms please.
0: Of course, of course. I I ate the rest of them just in case anyone's wondering. But yes, uh <laughs> editor in chief over at Near Falls Media, uh worker at Arcade in Glasgow Glasgow, uh which I'm very jealous. I wish we have I have like an arcade near me, but your arcade looks more fun. Mine is more like uh like you uh, there, there are arcade machines. Well, it's more pinball than anything else, I guess. Now they say that. Now that I think about it, but um i wish i had more of like a a fun arcade that i can go to uh than just like a dingy old pinball place but i'm very i can't take
1: credit for how it looks i can just take credit for the the energy i always say to people when they come in it's like everyone else that works there putting the effort to make it look cool i'm just the blabbermouth that talks too much and likes to talk about the place so perfect if you come in you'll probably end up talking to me because i won't shut up (laughs) well that's beautiful
0: perfect that's what that's what's needed um, well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We have uh, a lot of topics to get to. We're going to talk about a little bit of tag league. Well, if we get if we get to the time of tag league, I know we didn't run out of time last week to talk about it, so we'll see if we can quickly talk about it. We're also going to talk about uh, uh, some of the news bits this week of Vince and Mandy and Sasha. We're also going to be talking about yeah. AEW Winter Is Coming. Um, Scotty, are you finally back from your sneeze attack?
2: It wasn't a sneeze, it was a cough,
0: oh, okay. actually. Oh, my apologies, so. sir. My apologies,
2: Sneeze would have been far less painful.
0: <laughs> you look like yeah, you, were you were dying in this video.
2: <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But um, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to talk about all the topics that uh, I barely wanted to talk about this past week, except for Sasha. Sasha's the only topic I ever want to talk about. Um, so
0: you got Sasha, because, all, you got Sasha it's like a
2: It's like a personal win right now. So it's like every single time we get more news about more dates, I'm just like, I win, I win, <laughs> I win. I was right, yeah. and I win. Mm-hmm. The other two, yeah, I definitely didn't predict those. So you know, I guess I'll act like I uh, have thoughts on them,
0: which yeah. I do. Well, we'll get we'll get to those, Sam. I wanted to ask you uh, since this is your first time coming on the show, um, what. Um... I feel like a chalk question is, what was the thing that got you into wrestling? So I was going to ask it. What is what is the thing that got you into wrestling? What This crazy world that is professional wrestling?
1: Uh, so I realized out. in the last year my memory sucks. Uh, so I can't tell you what it was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that around late 2018, um, I'm a big Jeff Hardy fan. I was just thinking, what's he up to these days? So I went on YouTube and just searched Jeff Hardy I think it was a what culture news video came up, which was like Jeff Hardy's been arrested again, and I was like, "Oh, cool." But <laughs> so- as part of that video was there's this crazy thing called All In. Also, there's this woman called Becky Lynch; she's pretty cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I checked out Becky Lynch and her rise, and that was something where I was like, "That's awesome." Mm-hmm. And then uh, Double or Nothing was coming up, and I thought, "Well, I'll check this out because it's new and different." And and what's this going to be about? And I saw Luchasaurus Chokeslam Joey Janela through a table, and thought, "That's <laughs> sweet." There's a wrestling dinosaur. <laughs> and then I'm and Page comes out and MJF is part of that match. And there's loads of people I'd never even heard of doing awesome stuff. Plus, as I say, things like Becky Lynch coming through and Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks and women's wrestling was finally like an important thing in mm-hmm. Western wrestling for the first time in my life. So there was a lot of things came all at once where I was like, all of this is cool. And then I just got lost thinking about it and talking about it. And there were more people talking to me about wrestling that meant I could get into it. So, to blame for me getting back into wrestling, at least, is Becky Lynch, Luchasaurus, Hangman Page, in that order. Wow.
0: That's fascinating. Because it, it's almost like, it's almost weir- like... That's
2: the weirdest faction of all time.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> if you want to add the fourth person to that list that then got me introduced to wrestling outside of North America, the fourth person in that faction is Yuka Sakazaki. So take that for a tea before Definitely.
0: All right. <laughs> I was going to say the fourth person was Jeff Hardy's DUI uh, officer. Oh, that... <laughs> uh, we love Man. Jeff. We hope he's getting better. Well, yeah, which some, one? Sounds like he's getting better. Who, Jeff? Oh, which one? Which DUI Jesus officer? Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Well, that's interesting. Cause... I love
2: Jeff. That's the sad part.
0: I'm I sorry. Know. We want him to be better. Hope he's feeling
2: better. Hope he's getting better.
0: Uh, it's interesting, Sam, because it's like it's very much. It's fascinating to also hear that you watched what like early 2000s 90s back in the day um
1: it freaks people out when i reveal my age i don't think on this show but most of the time cuz i just turned 23 last week so my peak wrestling viewership is like the year i remember most is 2009 to 2011 Same. um jeff hardy getting kicked out of wwe which made me have to go and check out impact which was quite cool cuz again i like Sorry. different and who are these people and what is an abyss uh and that sort of stuff. <laughs> what is an abyss <laughs> So 2009, Katie. 2011, I always say is like my peak, but I think I watched it before and after. It's just, I don't have the distinct memories I do of, like growing up, I, I despised CM Punk because of his entrance where he dressed like Jeff Hardy, for example. Uh, yeah. That's like a burned memory in my head. Uh, that and the Jeff Swanton onto Umaga off the top of a, a trailer. <sighs> yep. And the Swanton onto Randy from the like stage. Stage, yeah.
0: Yeah. Go. Jeff had a All lot around of that. Jeff had a lot of big moments in that like year, two years or whatever that was.
1: He his first world title win is from Armageddon of 08, and then he runs through to late 2009 where he then gets kicked out of the company. So it's like a one-year thing of like, whoa, he's amazing, and then he's in impact again.
0: Yeah, no, he it's fascinating. I, I was also watching wrestling around that time and I remember like thinking like, yeah, Jeff Hardy was one of the things that kept me in. We talked about it before, but I remember it was like Jeff batista because i'm from the dc area so i, I always love batista for that uh the undertaker uh <laughs> was another one and just you know ne- never putting any bodies away just always burying bodies uh you know always always just making bodies not burying them um
1: but you know no, serial I, killer undertaker
0: yeah but it's it's fascinating because you were sort of a lapsed fan but like not I mean, this is sort of well known, not necessarily like a lapsed fan that like AEW was going for. Like they were going no. for like maybe like Attitude Era or like pre-Attitude Era, uh, quote unquote, like Golden Age sort of wrestling stuff. But instead, you were a lapsed fan from like the late 2000s of kind of ruthless aggression after that. Not not really PG. people power PG yeah. era uh yeah. remember people power i do um
1: i like to say i'm, I'm a lapsed fan from the anonymous raw gm you yes is that there?
0: yes uh <laughs> and yeah and then going into and coming over across to aew and then fully falling in love with aew in that sense
2: it's like your so, entire story right
0: in, in a lot of ways it <laughs> i i got in before aew it was really new japan that got me in and that's watching,
2: true, but you're an AEW freakazoid.
0: So, I am a freak. I am an AEW freakazoid, so that's that's fine. But it was like for me, it's a similar thing where I was watching wrestling in the 08, 9, 10, 11, 12. I got out of it right as the shield were entering,
1: yeah, which yeah. is
0: it was the ooh, shield ooh. entering and Daniel Bryan getting the big push, quote unquote, big push into WrestleMania. Um, that's when I left. And then I came back in because I was seeing all these gifs online of Kenny Omega doing crazy stuff in Japan. I was like, "Well, that's awesome. That's cool." And I started getting into it that way. And and so it's similar. It's interesting. We almost had similar journeys, but mine just went Japanese, and you went AEW. Not as fun as that. Yeah, your story is you. You saw. I started
2: watching wrestling. uh, My story is I bought SmackDown versus Raw 2007 at a video shop, and it's insane how much that game comes up. By the way, yeah, it's There's great about being the thing that makes me so want to know that it's a fantastic game. And I, so my funny thing is, I don't know if I've ever said this on this show, but I had no idea that those people were real when I had the game, had not a clue. I just thought they were guys that took pictures, you know, for the cover, and it was that was that. So, like, when I saw them on TV for the first time, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, and I have I have never looked back, which you know. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that's a good thing. I, unfortunately, do have a good memory, so I remember, like, way too many things. But I will tell you everyone, because this is my favorite story. So, I was explaining to you guys before how my friend's favorite wrestler of all time is The Undertaker.
3: Mm.
2: His first live pay-per-view ever that he got to watch was WrestleMania 30. Wow. Harsh. The, the, the WrestleMania that, of course, the streak was broken, so
1: he was uh not okay <laughs> that's another that is one of my like memories i do remember is the first pay-per-view i got was WrestleMania 25 mm-hmm. oh that's a good one jeff versus matt brother versus brother mm-hmm. and i had a friend stay over and because time zones uh we watched it the next morning not live eating cereal in our pajamas which is like an awesome <laughs> memory
2: that's, nice. that's awesome
1: that well, is awesome but yeah, this is. I feel like this is not the point of this show is to talk about our wrestling memories. I'll happily do an entire podcast with you guys about how Jeff Hardy was sweet in two thousand nine. But I'm here to help he you get your format on track. Let's go. We've got things to talk about, people to see, words, anecdotes. He's
2: better, he's better than us on that one. Come on, Ryan.
0: I mean, I I was about to transition to it, but I you know I think I just will let Sam uh, host the show this 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 week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm busting your balls. Uh, no worries. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I love it. I love it. And also, he. By the way, Sam, you say that this is we need to get back on format. This is the show. This is basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is essentially the show. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, we should get back on format. Uh, yeah. So, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I already previewed it. So uh, thank you again, Sam, so much for coming on. Um, so let's get to it. Uh, we'll. Well, I'll ask you, Sam, because you're a guest. We got the three news bits on top about WWE's things: Mandy, Sasha, and Vince. Who would you like to tackle first?
1: I think <laughs> this is going to be crazy as a choice, but I want to talk about Mandy first because I think it's the most interesting and fresh of all of them. All right. I think Sasha stuff's been happening most of the year. Vince has been a massive deal, but has also been happening most of the year. Whether well, it's the Mandy thing, is still less than a week old at this point sure well let's talk oh, about mandy dear. rose so Mandy. somehow people talk
0: about it the least already
1: <laughs> yeah that's probably true <laughs> so,
0: sad. so sad but i haven't got to talk about it okay i
2: haven't either so i'm right there with you let's do it
0: former nxt women's champion mandy rose was released by wwe this i believe it was this tuesday after nxt i don't know if it was wednesday or tuesday but she was released this tuesday um there are reports by various outlets saying that one of the the reason that Mandy Rose was released was her posting content to the OnlyFans-esque site called Fantime, uh, and that played a role into her departure. Um, it, was, it was a place where she can post adult-themed videos and photos um, for a subscription, um, whereas, you know, there I think the conversation also was had about how it it was it started with a lot of just sort of like the you know uh, you know uh, racy sort of photo stuff and then it started p- p- going into the territory of mandy asking people to and rating people's penises and and then having more and more like softcore content on the site and allegedly that is what uh caused her to get released um it's believed that WWE at one point in time knew that she was posting stuff on fan time. It's just that when it became more soft core, that is when it uh, uh, became an issue for the company, but it became softcore a soft core at least a little bit earlier than this. So Sam, we'll start with you since you wanted to talk about this first. How do you feel about Mandy Rose uh, getting fired uh, by WWE earlier this week? I, th-
1: I think um, what I wrote down as a note was contract means contract. So if they deem what she's posting to be unacceptable, And one of the reports was that the issue was with Mattel as a sponsor, where they weren't happy that someone that they are producing stuff for is involved in this sort of world. Contract means contract. They they can let her go if they want. There is a massive double standard with that, where there are other wrestlers, even within the last week, talking about that when they were in WWE, they were told, you have to be sexy, like Mandy. Be like Mandy. She's a great example of being alluring, right? Mm -hmm. You can't make money off of telling people to be sexy. And then when they are using that to their own advantage, saying, well, that's out with the terms of your contract. You're being too sexy now. Stop that. Mm -hmm. Um, You're fired. Um, There's no reporting as of yet whether she was given an ultimatum. So right now it seems very much like uh, what happened is Matt Bloom found the photos, is how the story goes, and went, Sean, Mr. Higginbottom, Mr. Higginbottom, fire her, Um, which would be very inappropriate. If at the very least they said you can either continue working with us and get rid of this, or it's up to you, um, that seems slightly more, you know, slightly nicer from their perspective. Yeah, but either way, uh, massive double standard on WWE's part.
0: Yeah, I I would have to imagine, not being in the room obviously, that a a ultimatum was hit at some point because that's an easy thing to do—is to just say get rid of the account. But (laughs) I'm also probably under the impression that Mandy was making enough money to be like, no, (laughs) I I don't necessarily even need this job. Um, But yeah, no. And and then the same thing of, you know, obviously this content wasn't like this originally. It became this at some point. Um, It became more soft core at some point. So I think that is also a a when, how how long has it been like that? When did they start noticing? And uh, maybe that being the thing. Scotty, how do you feel about Mandy Rose?
2: I think uh, the picture this paints is the picture it has painted a long time for WWE, no matter who's in charge, whether it be Vincent Kennedy McMahon, whether it be Triple H, whether it be Nick Khan, and it's that you will get to be kept around if they value you more than someone else. Mm -hmm. My examples, because people have been tweeting this all week, is, well, the Uso's got, you know, seven DUIs and they're still around. Okay. We'll think about it for a second. Who are they related to? What value do they bring compared to the NXT women's champion to them, to them, not to, you know, the person watching, yeah. but to them, who's more important, Roman's cousins or, you know, Mandy Rose, who didn't do much of anything until she was brought back
1: to NXT. Um, and even
0: then they moved her down to n x t right the and even, even
1: then the thing I saw mentioned this week by I think Hollywood Hagman Pierce was that the only reason she was moved to n x t is because she's unvaccinated, yeah, and so she couldn't mm-hmm. travel with the rest of the roster mm-hmm. right, and that's mm-hmm. a good one. that's a good point and, but that, but again that
2: I think that brings up the point of it's all about how they value someone if they valued Mandy Rose to a point where you know she's making them money and you know, she's a big star in terms of the main roster. You know, she's she's probably kept around, truthfully, because that's just what happens. I mean, we we you know, reportedly Matt Riddle is in.
1: Um, is
2: what is he doing? I don't know. He's right. in a rehab. He spend, he's in rehab.
1: After he was. Um given the same ultimatum that Jeff Hardy was given okay. yeah. uh, again. of either you go and get support with this or you're fired. I yeah. guess what he said, I'm right. going to go and get support. So there you go. Like they gave him an ultimatum. Now maybe
2: they did give Mandy an ultimatum. We like, like Sam said, we don't know that. I'm sure they did, but if she's making more money doing that, than showing up 10 XT once a week in Florida, and she prefers to do that, then, you know, go ahead, go do that. It's less that's bumps.
0: Fine. It's less bumps for La- sure. A lot less well, bumps. It is one bump, but maybe, you know, that's, that's a different story.
2: I don't. All right. Um, but, but to me, it's like, I think the double standard thing is right. But I also have to remember that this is a different um, regime than it was when that was the standard, right? Yeah. The be sexier, Be like Mandy Rose. That was the Vince McMahon regime. Mm -hmm. We are in a new regime now where they are trying to, I wouldn't say PG it up necessarily, but the moment a sponsor comes in is the moment everything changes. We saw that with the fabulous Moolah battle Royal, right? Snickers Mm -hmm. got angry. They changed it instantly to the women's WrestleMania battle Royal. Yeah. Right. So if a sponsor comes in, like, I get it because to that for them, that's them making money. So that's the mindset you have to take here. She's making money doing that, but they're making money through Mattel and they're yep. making money through these people. So I get it from both sides. It sucks because again, this is what she was told to be mm-hmm. by them. And they clearly didn't say recently, Oh, you can stop trying to do this because that is her. In- that was her entire gimmick up until the final day. Yep. Um, but and Roxanne Perez is NXT Women's Champion. Let's take like one okay thing out of this. People. Yeah.
1: Like- I think a lot of people are saying, um, to to go back to what we were saying in terms of your value, she wasn't needed on the main roster. She went to NXT out of convenience. She's had an over-year-long reign as NXT champion where the end goal is to put over a young talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think most people's only complaint is that they wish there had been more build to Roxanne sure. taking the belt. But at the end of the day, She's gone out doing what you should do in wrestling and put over a younger talent who's now in a yeah. better position. Yeah. But then if it's true and Mandy can't go back to the main roster for whatever the reason may be, mm-hmm, right. then what do you do with her in NXT going yeah. forward? Was it, I think it was Fightful that reported there
2: was no plans to bring her up anytime soon yeah. or there was no immediate plans, which yeah, speaks a lot to what you were talking about is that the other two in Toxic Attraction have been getting tryout matches, mm-hmm. so clearly she may have never been going up. So again, mm-hmm. to that value point, it's like, all right, well, if we weren't going to bring her up anytime soon, it's almost like, it's almost like they were looking for a reason to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, they weren't because they had her as champion. Yeah, but. It wouldn't be crazy if they were looking for a reason because of a situation like that. Well, you know, we don't need her in NXT, but we'd also... They, truthfully, they would have needed her on SmackDown because at least she was a person that got reactions, but it is what it is at the end of the day. I I think it, it's a sucky situation, but it is a, it's a very WWE situation, if you know what I mean.
0: I want to bring up the two points, and that is, I definitely agree with you that or you guys saying that i think this is definitely a instance of sponsorships coming up and saying something you know the uh, the mandy rose rating dick pics thing was like a month ago uh like maybe maybe longer than that um this this is like a brand new thing and the idea of like with snickers and the fabulous moolah this idea of maybe Mattel saying something and then WWE being like, okay, we'll just drop her, you know, that yeah. like they would have maybe allowed it or have allowed it, uh, up until a sponsor got involved. And, you know, to that point. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's not a good thing for your champion to doing like soft core porn stuff on, on fan time, but it's another thing also at the same time to be like, okay, if sponsors are coming in. Then yeah, I, then we need to get rid of this. The second point is, Scotty. I just want to verify your. You believe that uh, not only do you probably want to see it, but that we that Roman Reigns could get away having an OnlyFans is what you're saying. He probably could, and and you would want to. Sub- <laughs> and we all want to subscribe to that. You know, I want, I want to see, see that the, I want to you see, see the that dog. tweet
1: that was like, um, "Oh, we finally know what Mustafa Ali <laughs> had to do last year. He should just get an OnlyFans to <laughs> go crazy." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: I did see that. And, I think the the thing with this is, like, one, good for her that she not only, you know, stayed by her guns because she's probably making more money that way, but she's raised the price since then I've read. Yeah. And I was like, that's very funny. Um, 20, from, like, two, 25
0: to 45 or something like that. Yeah, good for her. I, I mean two, I, don't, I mean, I don't know that. I don't know that number. I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> but two, I think this is a slippery slope for them now because if someone wants out of their contract what's stopping them from doing one little thing like this yeah. right it it does bring into question something like that but i mean we're we're gonna we're about to be at a time if a certain old man comes back into power everyone's gonna walk out so this is this might be the least of their problems at the moment
0: well that seems like a perfect transition to a certain old man uh thank you scotty Uh, Welcome. let's talk about vince mcmahon
2: uh (laughs) do we have to (laughs) i'm so dumb with this old man
1: (laughs) so you're the the one who did the transition i don't why
2: because i knew we were going to but it was a good transition i felt pretty good about
0: it so in a recent (laughs) wall street journal article published on tuesday uh, uh, there are several things revealed. Um, about the former WWE chairman and current uh, head of the board, I believe if I'm not mistaken. Still, um, Vince McMahon. Um, the I think the big thing that's sort of getting walked over a little bit is that uh, there are new uh legal actions being taken towards Vince McMahon. There is Rita Chatterton, who was a referee for WWE back in the '80s, I believe '90s. Uh, one of the first... first female
1: referee in the company's history.
0: Correct. Um, and a incident involving Vince McMahon and her back in 1986, um, where she is asking for $11.75 million in damages. Uh, there was also a another, this is actually a second time where a Vince McMahon's attorney received an email from a lawyer for a former spa manager who said that Vince McMahon uh, assaulted her at a California result in 2011. This is a second spa resort spa uh manager that has come forth uh about vince mcmahon which kind of gives credence to the first report about that as well um and so they are also asking for uh, uh, damages uh in regards to vince mcmahon so we have two not really new because reed chatterton has been well known um, but also at the very least a second spa manager thing we have two new things for vince mcmahon while this is also happening, while all this stuff is still happening, uh according to the Wall Street Journal, uh Vince McMahon <laughs> for some reason, uh that he believes uh that he was giving uh wrong advice, bad advice, um from those close to him, uh and thinks the allegations uh would have all blown over if he didn't step down. So it is believed and is noted that Vince McMahon has told people that he, quote, intends to make a comeback to WWE. I am fascinated by the thoughts of this man, uh, that thinking that this will all be all over. I, in some ways, sure, the stocks didn't take as big of a hit when he left, but that's probably because... Didn't they go up? They went up slightly, but the, the idea was- that they would have taken a big hit... And, yeah, I I can see that in being like, yeah, oh, I shouldn't have left because the stocks didn't take a hit. But they might have taken a hit if you stayed. So just I think this is if you
2: walk back in,
0: they might take a hit if you walk back in. I think this is a a bold thought process from old Vinci. So, Scotty, since you transitioned us over here, thoughts on uh, the two new reports uh, about Vince's alleged um, sexual misconduct uh, and then also thoughts on Vince. Trying to get back into WWE.
2: Vince McMahon's a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. I think that should be the first, second, and third comment most of the time. But 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 because we needed to get dunks in this week, we had to have we had to skip over that he had two new things against him because he said he was coming back. So let's dunk on Triple H. And let's dunk, like to me. That shouldn't have been the conversation instantly. Yeah. Like this guy has two new charges against him. He has an entire, like, he shouldn't be thinking about coming back. He should be paying for what he has done. That's what he should be doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, But no, the bigger topic is the idea of him possibly coming back. He's not coming back. He's not. It's just not going to happen. That entire half of that company will walk out. I do believe that. Yeah, you'll you'll keep Roman Reigns. I'm sure. I'm positive you'll mm-hmm. keep Roman Reigns. But all these people that he Triple H has brought back, oh, they they have to be walking out tomorrow.
0: Um, Dude, would you say walking out? Do you mean on their own accord or because they got fired?
2: <sighs> yes. Um, it might be both. Um, yeah. But it, he he. I understand he has like the board power or whatever but he just he just can't come back. There's sponsors will be pissed. Like there is a there is so you want to talk about the sponsor I was thing. Let's say
0: talk about a double With standard. Mandy
2: Rose, <laughs> the sponsors are going to be like no. We're we're not doing this. Yeah. We we aren't we're not doing this. We're not having this guy who's so in the news every few months about legal, you know, sexual assault and Someone, someone commented on one of my tweets. Is like, well, the, it was all, um, it, it, everything was fine. Like, it, it was all agreed upon. I was like, what, 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 what are you talking about? Did you read any of these? Yeah, and it's like, it's just bad. It's yeah. just all bad. I'm sick of hearing about Vince McMahon. I want this old man to leave the news. That's what I want.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: Like the lawsuits and stuff keep coming out we Keep bearing his name Go right ahead I hope everyone gets I hope everyone that he's affected Gets the right treatment And gets their money Or gets their Because listen He's done a lot of bad things We've always known that. That's the problem for me That we've always known Vince McMahon has done bad things It's just this year Something was finally done about it mm-hmm. To get him out of power And out of a top position That's
1: something being the company finding out he was taking money from them. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. Not any any sort of social well-being and positivity, which is why I would disagree on the idea of people walking out of the company.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Like one of the things we didn't touch on with the Manny Rose thing is that there were rumors she might join Impact, but if she's getting paid more from what she's got on the side than by WWE, there's almost no company that could pay her the equivalent amount. Mm -hmm. The same will go for a lot of the wrestlers that might walk out but then there's so much financial insecurity that comes from doing that so i don't think that would happen if he joined but i do agree with you that he's not likely to come back because sponsors would get annoyed because for the first time since 1992 rita chatterton is in in the news is in the washington post because this is an again another news story negatively about Vince that sponsors won't want to have to deal with
2: yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I the would sponsors definitely... Sponsors
2: are so. always the winners
0: here. Yeah, I mean, they WWE at the same time is like, they are, you know, they did. I think that's a great point, is that this has been happening for decades, but it's not, it, it hasn't really become like a thing until money was taken directly out of the company's pockets, directly out of their coffers. Yeah. Um, and then nowadays, I'm sure you also have sponsors. I'm fascinated to know who the people Vince McMahon talked to that he believes got he got bad info from I think that is a a nugget of information yeah I don't know it's (laughs) I mean Triple H I think it's a good suspect the guy booking I just want to know I just want to
2: know who sent in the information again company money because shout out to that guy
0: again who or girl I don't know who was a great point (laughs) who i think triple h is like a weird suspect because it is someone like who has enough power in the company to have that information triple h. Triple h. and who has enough of a vendetta maybe not vendetta necessarily but who has enough of a motive of being like i had all this and then i lost it all i had all this power and lost all of my power and got demoted and everything uh then then triple h i mean he is a s I would say if i had to put a conspiracy hat on you know suspect number one at least maybe i would i would do some investigation
1: with the guy i like you using the word suspect because it makes it feel like a game of clue and right now i've also got shane and stephanie Mm -hmm. as suspects well shane's shane's
0: in the parlor and i believe stephanie is in the the billiards room uh and then we'll go sort of from there well (laughs) shane shane got
1: fired in january of this year Yeah. yeah part of me thinks maybe he thought well if if dad's not around anymore maybe i get brought back and then stephanie took leave of absence like a week before everything came out about vince mm-hmm, which yeah. could be because triple h was like hey just to let you know <laughs> i've yeah. sent all this stuff over to the washington post um i mean you're, so you're saying like, you're
0: saying that like stephanie had no idea you're saying that like and oh then, by and the then way trips, this is happening
1: And then trips told her and she was like uh, uh i'm going on holiday mm-hmm. for a week i'll see you later
0: it wasn't even just a week. She was just like, until I feel like I'm coming back, you know, it yeah. was, it was well, whenever.
2: I think people do need to remember, like, Vince was pretty much kicking out Stephanie and Triple H. Like, he was very much in the midst of getting them out of the company. Triple H's role diminished a lot.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, he could say it was because of health, but clearly it's not as he's running the company again. Um Know, clearly health wasn't holding him back that was a that was his decision um and then stephanie going on the leave everyone was like oh interesting mm-hmm. um and now we're here right now we're here now we know that she didn't need to leave because she came right back into business and helped run the company uh he his health wasn't holding him back from doing things it was just you know it was it was Vince mcmahon's way of you know, trying to make the company more his even more um he he' is someone who doesn't like to lose right mm-hmm. he doesn't like to lose anything, so to him, he's probably sitting at home like, "Oh my God, I should have fought for this, I should have stayed, I should have never stepped down mm-hmm. um he's also probably bored out of his mind. oh, he absolutely is I mean, this is a psycho man that was on the road for. 50 years texting people
0: at four in the morning hey i got an idea
2: pal (laughs) right like he is probably absolutely bored out of his mind but in a lot of ways i think he also probably just hates what triple h is doing so that's probably half the problem too like he he, is such a this is i want my way or nothing yeah and that's always been him that's the reason wwe television has sucked for the past decade. Yeah. Plus. um, So it's fact... funny. It's... Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that it's funny that you say that like WWE television has sucked and that he wants power again. And it's, you know, you blaming Triple H and all that stuff. It's it's interesting to note that this report comes a day after Monday Night Raw has like one of its worst ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's just TV, in... too. Well, but it's like it's like the Triple H ratings pop has gone down to the point of he's starting to do worse numbers than Vince put up, and it's yeah. if I you're mean, still the, if you're still the plus. board of the company and you see this, you're like, we need something to to fix this up. And what is Vince like doing more than putting himself on television to help get a ratings pop? I mean, we've seen yeah. that happen in the last several years. With you know, if we need a ratings pop, we put you know, the, we'll do another reunion or. We'll do uh the McMahons are on there. Or, okay, how can we bring in Steve? Steve Austin. You know, we gotta bring in who who do we who can we bring in to help give us a, a little pop? And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince is like, All right, pal, I need to get back in the I need to get back in the saddle, I'll fix I'll write this ship. Um, uh, even though it, it, I don't know how he would do that, but we'll see.
1: It's hard what Trips is doing in terms of Trying to re educate an audience to something slightly mm. different. I'm not yeah. by any means saying that WWE is totally reinvigorated and changed and yeah. totally different from when Vince was in charge, but he's trying to slowly be like, yeah. there are other ways of doing wrestling than what you might have been used to for the last 25 years. And with that comes some missteps of loss of viewership, maybe where people are like, I don't know if this is for me anymore or whatever it may be. Right. Um, it's a hard thing to do and something that's very easy. For a wise older head like Vince to come back around and start worm-tonguing people, being like, hey, this is a bad sign, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, and it, but it's also, like, to that point, is, like, you would, in hindsight, Triple H should have, if he wanted to, or if he had the control of it all, to make more massive changes faster. I, I mm. The point of losing, you know, that sort of hardcore wrestling fan person is starting to pass by him. It is, if not, has already passed him by. Of he That ability of like, oh, yeah, going out there and having a 30-minute classic match, you know, four-star match out there, and, you know, doing that, you know, every single week or whatever, you know, that it's starting to pass them by at this point of, you know, because people tuned in. I mean, I tuned in at one point in time and just be like, oh, let's see how this Triple H thing didn't really feel much of a difference. You know, there were things here and there but at this point I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good. I got my I got my fill whatever the changes were. You know, I don't need like uh, you know, random ass uh uh people getting re-signed every single week, like like Top Dollar or something. Uh it's
2: lot leave Lord. lot alone. His like
0: gave out everybody. Calm down. Yeah.
2: He's made so Triple H has made it a lot more watchable.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll
2: give mm-hmm. him that. Yeah. But I think we, what we have to remember is that he does have to play to that base audience still. Yeah, there is a true. base there. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't go away, right? Because they just like watching WWE and they like what WWE has to offer. But he is trying to put in the little things to get the hardcore fan back in. I think asking anyone to watch five hours of weekly <laughs> WWE television is just asking a lot, right? Because you're never gonna like everything on a show it's just not gonna happen that's the problem with three hours Mm -hmm. i rarely ever like everything on aew show Mm -hmm. and i love watching aew because that's just how this works you can't love everything sure and the fact that i can walk away from like smackdown this week and say i like something that's a win because listen i was not doing that Six seven months ago, good point. Not even come close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he the, the good things that he's done is he's made the intercontinental championship matter again, he's made the U.S. title matter like he's doing those little type things, yeah, right. And that I appreciate. And I do think that after WrestleMania is his chance to kind of fully reset because he is still playing with some of the Vince McMahon pieces here, he is playing with the Roman Reigns has everything possible, right? Yeah. Like he's playing with that. And he's made the best of it. He's he's rejuvenated that with Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone saw that coming. <clears throat> and credit to Sami Zayn too, obviously. You know, he's the one that got it over. But I have given – no, don't get me wrong. I don't know why he signed everyone back. I think that was more of I feel bad because I brought you into the company originally, you got released during COVID, and now I'm bringing you back. I think that's what it is more than anything. Mm -hmm. The fact he's disappointed with some of these people as reported this week, not a big shock. Alright, not a big shock. Um,
0: it, it's real tough but, to see that. And I, I, I'm i joking on Top Dollar, but it's real tough to see like Vince being like, I'm upset by a couple people, and then the next Friday have Top Dollar do an awful yeah, topic on yeah. low over.
2: And It's like, Triple H hasn't done things that I believed he would do. Like, Johnny Gargano's a background character. Mm-hmm. The moment he walked into the company, I was like, oh, this guy's gonna matter. Hasn't happened. Right? Hasn't happened. He hasn't fully embraced his visions yet.
0: I think. Which has started the conversation of like, I mean, Bruce Pritchard still there. Kevin Dunn right. still there. There's
2: still a lot of Vince yeah.
0: there. Yes. Um,
2: so it is a matter of what he does and what he doesn't do. Um, you would but think... he, brought Bray, he brought Bray Wyatt back, so I think uh, maybe maybe Vince might be right.
0: He, you you would I'm think I'm just, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding you would think that i guess the question there is that if i watched Tri- the uncle
1: howdy thing this week it really it's really staying with me it was really bad guys <laughs> he's the only one that triple h is still happy with bringing back it's uncle really howdy this. uncle howdy's his high point
0: yeah <laughs> um you would i guess the thing also there is that you would think that if triple h had more power bruce kevin dunn wouldn't necessarily be there unless you know unless he wants them to be there but you would think he would bring in people that he really liked working with, like Road Dog, or I don't know Ryan Ryan Ward. Is he still there? Remember that guy? Yeah. Um, I know.
2: I know Road Dog's back.
0: Yeah, Road Dog's back. Who's uh, the
2: uh, Who's the TNA guy he brought in? TNA. Jerry Borash. I think that
0: yes, that's his guy.
2: Yes. Right? JB's back. Yes. Well, I messed up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he's back he's on um, The Evolve guy is back. The Twitter spaces Evolve guy. Oh, why do I forget his name all of a sudden? Oh, uh, Gabe, Gabe Sapolsky, yeah, 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 he's, he's back. back too. He's brought back a couple so of people, but he's kept. But he's, some are still there, so it's only he's only been able to bring back enough of his team to make yeah. changes. But it hasn't been a full regime change, I guess. Um, let's move on and talk about Sasha Banks. So, uh, last week we had a lot of great point. Finally. We, we had a lot of uh, uh, not necessarily rumors, but like getting to the sense of. We're heading in this direction. And I think this week we've really finalized. This is happening. Sasha Banks, we got it confirmed from, I believe it was Fightful that confirmed Raj Geary's report from June yeah. that Sasha Banks is officially not with WWE. She is a free agent, but part of her contract thing was you can't wrestle until January. So all that is backed up. She's We know she's no longer a WWE contracted wrestler. What we also know is she has a deal on the table with WWE, obviously. Um, they're still, still trying to get her, but that deal is financially not what she wants. Uh, the, the report saying there is that she wants to be on the same level of pay with, uh, uh Becky Lynch and Charlotte flair. Uh, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, which I think I would argue she should actually get more than the two of them. Um, but that's my argument. Um, she has that. She has, not on the table, but has signed up for several dates with Stardom, or rather not necessarily Stardom, but Road, the parent company of Stardom and New Japan. Uh, it was uh, uh, She did apparently talk with Rossi Ogawa at some point <laughs> over Stardom, and Rossi was like, I got that kind of cash. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then My of course, man. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, Bushiro, help me out here. They helped him out. And I think that's knowing dental. I'm looking at the VOW report and there aren't like dates on it, but I wonder at what point the conversation with, with Rossi and then Bushiro of Sasha Banks started. And when did that start turning into let's make the IWGP women's title? that's a story yeah. for another day um but we do know is that she has multiple dates with bushi road it looks like it will probably be more new japan stuff i believe at least one of the shows was reported as being stardom uh i believe yeah, if scotty can, big show in april it's the big show in april um is
2: it's, and i quote from dave supposed to be their biggest show in history
0: Yes. Yes. So there's also um if I'm not mistaken, doesn't uh isn't there a show with stardom wrestlers in like California next year? Or well, something? I
2: mean the stardom wrestlers aren't announced yet, but there is Battle in the Valley.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder if there, there's also potential that she could wrestle at that show. Sure. If that's the discussion as well. Um but yeah, so it looks like that Sasha Banks is officially Heading to New Japan, heading to stardom, uh, and then there's also the uh, the nebulous of heading to maybe like AEW or other places because there's NWA, a- NWA That's.. of course. <laughs> Billy Cordigan, you know, big fan. Uh, she loves the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the the nebulous of the LA Forum show that uh, that you know they're they announced before the Sasha Banks news really broke but uh, they talked about it a little bit more on Rampage this past week, which I thought was fascinating, you know, having Soraya out there talking about it. And then, oh, no, what color do we put behind Soraya? Purple. I don't know. Let's just do purple. You know, that's just a color. I don't know. Uh, there's nothing there, but maybe there's something. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so, Sam, what do you think? Sasha Banks, no longer WWE contracted wrestler, contracted with New Japan and, and stardom, and uh, maybe heading all over the place uh next year 2023 here we go i think good um
1: i think good that's my answer (laughs) um i think Meltzer's thing was that there is no way that new japan and or bushy road could match the contract that she's already turned down from wwe this was before she then said or or it came out that she wanted to be paid the same as becky and charlotte yeah. Which is an even more interesting wrinkle to this because it shows just how much money WWE seems to have. Yes, um, and even then, speculation... people argue
0: that WWE wrestlers are underpaid.
1: Yes, yes. Well, it depends on where well, you they are, are if you choose. like
0: talk about how much they bring in
2: compared to mm-hmm. like, if they're a, a, bill other for a billion dollar sports. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, his point was New Japan would need like a secondary person to be involved in order to make the contract work, which is added to the speculation of the AEW thing. I don't know if if Road's inclusion means that they wouldn't need a second person, Bushy if you're just talking purely the of finances them. of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but possibly still, uh, as Scotty's saying. So, <laughs> there's the chance that it is an AEW-involved thing. Obviously, no one will know for sure until January 11th with the, the LA Forum show, yep. um, if That's she's true. going to be involved there. The New Japan stuff, yes, is confirmed that stuff is going to be happening there for sure um i don't think it's a stretch to assume that the iwgp women's belt came into play because of this yeah um i do think that's a very convenient excuse to sort of be like from bushy roads perspective i'm assuming they see new japan as the bigger promotion to stardom they maybe think if we're going to invest all this money we're not putting her on our for argument's sake b promotion not Mm -hmm. fair in stardom but maybe how they perceive it so we need an excuse to put her on new japan so I'm very excited for Sasha and Friends, which will probably be what the show is, where it's all New Japan matches, and then the one Sasha match against somebody from Stardom. Yeah. Which will be kind of sick, to be honest.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm very excited about that. And it, it, That also all goes into the reports of that Bushiroad is pushing Stardom huge. They There was reporting saying that, I don't know who exactly it was from, but there's reporting saying that uh, Bushiroad sees or believes and sees that there is a hole in women's wrestling in these states uh, and believe that stardom is the hole that can be filled there, uh, or stardom can fill that hole.
1: Um, I think part of that interesting, though, and going back to money talks, is the reason that Mayu Ritani turned down being IWGP women's champ the whole reporting that mm. they wanted her to be whoever gets that belt to be like a touring champion of the u.s and so she has to be paid more in exchange for that and they said no we're not going to do that so that that adds another wrinkle to the financial discussions and and what they want to do pushing into the u.s market etc
0: yeah that is that is very interesting uh scotty i know you did a, a whole podcast about sasha banks in japan uh and but do, do you have any other insight that you want to talk about with uh bring, want to bring he's up got here. more victory
1: laps to take <laughs> yeah yeah I,
2: I do i do but i think i think it's interesting this week that like how many people are like i can't believe they weren't willing to pay her as much as becky and charlotte and i was like Tyler Tyler time, up, time, up, time up. have you watched them book this company for the past five six seven years have you seen how sasha banks was handled yeah isn't that shocking isn't that shocking because it's it, to me, it's not. Yes, is she a rating shot? Absolutely. Does she do as good business, if not better at times than them? I think so, based on everything we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. But they, but she's not their chosen one, and she never has been. Yeah, she never has been their chosen one. She, it took six title reigns for her to get a successful title defense, it took three. Like it took like three years for her to get back into the title picture. The only reason that she was in the main event of WrestleMania is because her and Bayley saved their asses during COVID. That's why.
0: And I also just want to that, point out that they didn't put her back into that picture until COVID, which, right. where it didn't quite matter no as event. much. Right.
2: But they, and, and Sasha to me is no doubt. No doubt in my mind, I thought she was their biggest star Mm -hmm. in terms of just her presence, the way she carries herself, ratings. Like, there is stuff to back up that she was their biggest star. We've been talking about this for months.
0: She was a bigger ratings mover than Roman was at one point in time. Yes, exactly. She was the needle mover. So take that, Roman. (laughs) Um,
2: And I like Roman, but... But I think the more important thing now here is is looking towards the future. I don't want to talk about Sasha and WWE. Will she end up there some back there someday? Honestly, probably. She probably will. But for now, for now, she needs to go be the greatest of all time, like she calls herself. I vividly remember. The Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Sessions that they, they had together. Mm-hmm. And she kept calling herself the greatest. And she wants to be the greatest. Well, listen, Sasha. If you want to be the greatest, then guess what? You're doing the right thing. You're going to the place that's going to challenge you to be the greatest. I think she's the greatest U.S. women's wrestler of all time All right, I have said that multiple times. I do think she is that. In terms of in-ring, just delivery, I think she is phenomenal. But she needs to go challenge herself now. Challenge yourself. See what you can do outside of WWE. And go challenge yourself against the very best women's promotion in the world. There's no better place to do that. That's why she went calling to Rosti Ogawa first. Like, that's that was the biggest thing I noticed. It's like, oh, so she wants to do this. Yeah. Obviously, she wants her money. She's not going to do it for free. And, you know, she's she's a star. Go get your money. We were just talking about this with Manny Rose. If you're gonna get money, go get your money however you need to get your money, right? But the fact that Bushy Road comes into this to make this happen, it tells you everything you need to know about that IWGP woman's title, about where they are with stardom, about where they are with all this. They care. And that's very important. This this note in the observer one was the absolute blessing from Dave. But he said, if they, they don't want Kyrie to defend the title against a bunch of U.S. indie women, if they can help it. And when I read that, I said, yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to avoid that at all costs. No offense to the U.S. indies, mm-hmm. but Kyrie, the IWGP aspect, this is supposed to have prestige. You want to build prestige. Because if you have IWGP attached, there is an instant mindset that this needs to be prestigious. Mm -hmm. so doing Kyrie versus all the stardom rosters great that's great you're safe there yeah but if you want her to travel to the u.s and defend then you need it to be against other stars you have sasha banks possibly probably now whether it be on that wrestle kingdom that second wrestle Kingdom show that no one really understands what that is (laughs) or the battle in the valley show or both right it was possibility and if she commits to more dates, you give her the belt. That's just the truth. As much as I love Kyrie, as much as I love that, yeah. I would understand them giving her the belt and then she leaves or whatever. Because I don't think she's going to be here a long time. I don't. But all she needs is one match to get the itch back. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you get more dates. We watched it with Jarko. It took him one match to be like, oh, shit, I kind of. <laughs> kind of like WWE, of over here. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like life outside of, of WWE. It led to him being in a whole different promotion. Yeah. So it just takes getting the itch, and I think January fourth is the start of her getting that itch. Wherever the hell she faces Kyrie, that's where she gets that itch back, and then maybe she is there in AEW. You know, she screams the female John Moxley in terms of contract handling.
0: Right. I, I, I was gonna say she screams like a. Uh, you know this may be a touchy subject i was gonna say put her on rampage she's gonna be the cm punk of rampage well no i know
2: that but i mean in terms of numbers like like john moxley's you know anytime he goes to new japan he's a top guy yeah gets big dates and if she's in aw she's going to be the top women yeah no doubt about it you and me have talked about this she is that key free agent you bring in um big free agent like a cm punk that changes a lot of things.
1: But I will say the, it's exciting there's a big difference between the stardom roster and the women's roster of AEW oh, a lot oh, of people's You don't gotta thought. tell me twice. The, the point <laughs> being that if Sasha is is coming to cement her legacy as a great wrestler, yeah that's the argument for a lot of people. It's like, why would she go to AEW? That's (laughs) why a lot of people weren't going to AEW or were leaving, Or for for argument's sake. Because what I was going to say when you were saying about uh, wrestling in the US, my instinct was to say, yeah, you need people like Sasha or you need the people from AEW to add prestige. Or my next sentence was going to be, or the women from Impact. Because Impact is still seen as having, in many ways, a better women's division than AEW. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I think that immediately is a bad sign for their development. And yeah. is the reason that some women go, I'd rather go to Impact than go to AEW because I think there's more structure and there's more prestige in being a knockout than being an AEW women's wrestler. Yeah. And so is Sasha motivated by developing that roster and being the focal point, being the John Moxley, being the CM Punk, the people that bring this prestige and level to it that means that other people want to join? Or does she want to only go right. to places like Stardom where she can solely compete against the best and prove mm-hmm. that she is one of them. I, like Moxley is doing, where maybe he goes to New Japan and fights the best, and he comes to AEW and gets behind. I think she needs a base. I think that's
2: more why I say AEW. She needs yeah. a US base. Um, I, and I, I <laughs> That's think, the only
0: company that's going to pay her the money
2: yeah. and let her do New Japan.
0: I think that she... I mean, I, I think she, the argument it would be for both. I mean, you talk about Hall of Fame cases, right? I mean, having top-tier some of the best matches ever, potentially, with Stardom is there, and then developing that AEW roster is also there. That is a hole that needs to be filled, and because I completely agree with you, I think that the AEW roster is lacking in some aspects. And I think having a Sasha Banks type can really bring it over that hump. Um, and I think, and I think, I, I can't speak for her, but I think that she. Uh, probably would like to do that. I mean, we saw at least conversations about that with the women's tag titles for WWE, mm. is that she wanted to sort of define that, as, leave that as her lasting legacy. And that kind of got uh, shat on uh, several times. Uh, so I think that if her lasting legacy, if she views her lasting legacy as let me bring the use my star power to bring AEW's women's division over that hump. And, and, and have them get more, you know, looked at more seriously, and 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 do all this stuff. Then that's a legacy. That's a Hall of Fame resume right there. She's able to do that. Have these matches and stardom. She that, that's right there. She would be a a ballot Hall of Famer right there. I, I think that is yeah. something that she could definitely do uh, and bring to AEW and definitely bring it up to be uh get it over that hump that it sort of needs to get to at this point it's it's almost there it's yeah, almost I, there it's just i don't I,
1: want to make it sound like we're totally negative on it because no. the only issue now seems to be presentation on the part of yeah. Yeah. the one match a week on dynamite thing if you want to go through the the talent on the roster including people who are currently injured like for example chris statland or layla hirsch are both really good and then you've got like people like ty conti who's developed really well hikaru shida jamie Hayter, Britt baker for People love her, hate her. Is like their star. So promo battles are good. Same with people like Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you can do there. Yep. It's just that it's not being presented well enough, and you need a yeah. star to justify. Maybe and Sasha Banks
0: to... would undoubtedly be that star. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean she she
0: changes the game. I think
2: she and people aren't going to like this. She is a bigger star than the majority of AEW's roster. Truthfully, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. universally, internationally, that's just the truth. Yeah, like and and that that is something i think aw fans need to or will have to accept and that's why they bring her in like she is the person you put on the front of posters right like mm-hmm. that's big that was a big thing back then like oh why is only brit on the poster of the entire women's roster it's like well they, they haven't made any other stars yet. yeah yeah um, now you know you see jamie on there you see jade but yeah you know, i i think there is a reason to question it because but that's why i think the relationship works is cuz yes while she's you know trying to help AEW get to a certain level she's also wrestling the best when she goes to japan um i just hope that she knows she she has to know this because she wants to be the greatest of all time it's that it's that that really wins it for me is she wants to be the greatest
3: yeah she's mm-hmm. always wanted to be the
2: greatest um, to me, she has the best WWE women's match of all time. She has the best WrestleMania women's match of all time. Best main roster. Like I could check all the boxes for her. She has all that done. But now she's going to go and wrestle people who are universally in her league, if not better. Um, and that's exciting. I'm, I'm I'm I have no problem telling people that Mario Utani is better than Sasha Banks.
1: Oh, I thought but, you meant Fuki Death. That's my dream match. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> <true>. That's awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, that is, that is what you know Ryan's hoping. And I, I no, do want to play. I'm, the I'm game in the with...
0: Saieda camp. Let's get Saieda. Oh yeah, same. Banks. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I will play the game with you guys because I feel like I play this game with everyone else that I talk to because you know this is the game I've been playing for months, years, decades at this point with Sasha Banks. It feels like. Is that, so she's going to have the Kyrie match. Let's just assume that, right? And we don't know after that. But we know there's one stardom date, which means that's one stardom match.
3: Mm -hmm. Who is it? Obviously.
2: Who do
0: you put against Sasha Banks? I mean, obviously Saida. I mean, I think she's undoubtedly the you you're the gorilla person in there. You <laughs> Saida, you know, bang your chest. Uh or if not Saida, then Super Strong Machine, whatever that the, the, the gimmick was then. <laughs> super Stardom Strong Machine. Yeah, whatever that was. Uh Yeah, no, I mean it's I don't know. I don't know. Because you would think that on the New Japan shows, if she's wrestling on the New Japan shows, you have the biggest like you have Kyrie, you have Mayu, and on the Stardom yeah. show you can almost have like whoever i mean honestly i mean maybe not like a saida for real realism but like slk
1: is a lot of people's yeah
0: i would love it, it's like
1: those are the those are the two isn't yeah. it? it's Mayu and slk in terms of like i think my, my was... big
2: ugly tweet from the other day i wrote a lot of tweets about sasha within like 20 minutes but uh that was the one i said i said you have three options i think
3: mm-hmm.
2: you have mayu as the obvious Yeah, you know it's like oh, yeah The best against the best.
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You have that Starlight Kid who they are hundred percent behind being
0: their next big star. Not not just star. I think they're behind Starlight Kid as the next Western star.
2: Yeah, she's the next face of the company, Mm -hmm. I think, in a lot of ways. Um, she's also the most popular one of them in Japan, Mm -hmm. if you want to go by the tokyo sports votes for whatever that i don't remember what the vote was she was always number one i'll give you that yeah you know the, the list of where the only people she was behind was new japan's main event and keiji muto i i will never forget that because i just remember looking at it and i'm like that's insane she's sitting here 20 years old and she's almost as popular as the biggest stars in japan yeah um so i i said those two and then you know you have the obvious ones of julia
0: and mm-hmm. Tommy, you know you're your top core. I think the Julia but, match would be for me the best match. That that not just I think of all the people that she could wrestle against, I think Maya would be great. But I just there's something about Julia that and Sasha Banks that I think their styles combined would just yeah. be amazing. <laughs> there's something about that yeah. that's just like Ju-
2: Julia is the one I need her to face later down the road so that she gets into the swing of things.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. if you go in there Julia absolutely rocks the shit out of you. Like, I don't know what you're... It's like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. That's why, like, I'm happy she's working Kyrie first because yeah. they have a prior yeah. relationship yeah. and have wrestled before, right? If that makes sense. Easy, not man, to, uh, we'll, n- not
1: we'll be, to be on the wrong, wrong side of the, uh, the promotion war, but I'm more of a Tokyo Joshi fan. So I, I want a Mirai match, both for uh, the selling okay. possibilities and That's then also Mirai, someone that you can, like... <laughs> Maybe as a Storm fan, you can be like, oh, I think Mayu Yubitani should beat Sasha, but Mariah is someone who's like, no, it's okay if you lose. Just do some cool stuff, and then we'll, yeah. it's all right, you know? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
2: If if Sasha Banks can put over someone on the younger side for them before she leaves, like a Starlight Kid, like Mariah, Starlight like, Kid. Like, like one of those people that they're behind, then I think that's a bigger win for them than almost anything, besides her obviously just being there
0: to begin with. Because obviously whoever they put up against Sasha Banks is who they want to push towards the Western audience. So I think that is another big tell. Um, Speaking about AEW, let's talk about it. They had a big old show. AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming. Uh, happened last Wednesday. I think this is the third one, if I'm not mistaken. Um uh, Sting Sting wasn't on the show. Where, where, where were you, Sting? Um
1: so, but uh he just got surgery I think actually.
0: Uh, yeah he's got surgery, he's got a big old mask Kenji Muto got coming out. What are you doing?
2: I think he got
1: his knee scope
2: in time for that.
0: God damn you better. You better um but yeah winter's coming I thought this was a fantastic show. Um I thought this was a like return to form old school, 2019 AEW show. I thought this was loads of fun up and down the card, huge highlights all over the place. Um, I I thought that this was exactly what they have needed for a while. Now Uh, I thought last week was also very good. So the fact that we are starting to get to that trend, starting to build it up, I feel that coming a little bit of rampage, based on these dark tapings, I feel that like coming of dark as well, that we're starting to get into that, like across the mm-hmm. board levels. And I think this is what's been needed. I love this show. I think we're on the right path. Sam, what did you think of the show?
1: Oh, that was very good as well. Um, I find some weeks that I don't have much thought about dynamite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the only wrestling I consistently watch every single week. Yeah. Even things like rampage. I miss regularly, but dynamite, I will watch every single week. And a lot of the time, I just sort of glaze over it. I'll still talk about it next day, but there's not stuff that I'm like... And whether it was because I knew I was coming on the show and therefore was taking notes or otherwise, <laughs> I felt there was a lot to love about this episode. So I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into it. Open up first with the six-man six man game best of seven series uh, with AW Trios champions, Death Triangle, Pac-Lucha Bros, Uh, defeating Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, to get that match four, bringing it to three to one. Uh, I thought this was, I really liked this match a lot. I think I liked this match more than most people did, uh, which people still really liked it. But I, what I've enjoyed the most out of this Best of Seven series, and I think we're definitely getting it moving forward, is that every match has been different. Every match, it's not just the same, like, high spot stuff constantly the entire time. This match was obviously huge, psychological, you know, selling match stuff, uh, like <laughs> leg selling uh, for this match. Um, and I think they have done a good job showcasing the just ability of all these wrestlers and be able to have different kinds of styles of matches to put on. Um, and now that we're heading into no disqualification and Falls Count anywhere and, and the De La Muerte ladder, Escalera De La Muerte match. I think we are heading down the line of just an all time, like an all time best of whatever number series of matches, like an all time rivalry. Uh, I've said this on the show before, but like Mm -hmm. Kenny wrestled like four matches. And according to my uh, notebook, he was suddenly my second favorite match wrestler of the year. And all I had was four matches. I was like, God damn all because all of them were like five star, four star, four and a half all over the place. Uh, so I, I think he just nailed it out of the park. Scotty, what did you think of this six man tag uh, that opened the show?
2: Uh I had a very good story to it. Ooh. I think that's the difference from the other match. Well, not the other matches, were mm-hmm. more so the previous, the, not the first match. I'll say that first match had an obvious story in itself of them coming back and all that but this had the story you know with nick and they had to you know wrestle from below and it just worked really well i do think like in ring wise it's like the weakest match Mm -hmm. but that it it was almost supposed to be in that respect yeah which is why i I think that makes sense much i get what you're saying if that makes sense it's like not and I think people forget this, not every match needs to be a five-star, four-star, three, you know, it doesn't have to be a classic. That's how you, That's how wrestling works. You got to tell stories, especially in a seven-match series. You got to give some, you know, you got to give some to take some. It's like this, this match being the way it was will make the rest of the way infinitely better. Mm-hmm because of the way they booked this right now you're going to work with the nick jackson foot thing now you're you have three brand new stipulations to work off of that's just going to change the dynamic of each match and i mean these six guys are just all phenomenal professional wrestlers if you want them to go out there and have four five six star classics guess what they'll do that tomorrow Mm -hmm. but they know what they're doing because it's all working to the big final you know, match seven because listen, people, they're not, not going to do the ladder match. I hope everyone knows that by now that that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, But I think that's That's, that's
1: the one like common issue with it that I'll agree with. I think it's absolutely fine to do steps the rest of the way, but just don't announce them all at once. Wait until after the next match is concluded to be like, Oh, match six is now going to be false count anywhere. Like just do it that way because now you know. no one no one expects a seven match series to go any less than seven wcw <laughs> somehow managed to make it go eight matches which is an incredible feat no one's ever expected and- to go less than seven but you need right. to keep the the kayfabe trappings alive that there's a yeah. chance that it won't go seven and as soon as you go there's stipulations for everything that's like well you've you've shown your hand yeah they- just have a little bit of restraint Let us know next week what the one after that's going to be, what the one after that, instead of just doing it all at once. Um, And that does take out some of the immersion. Mm -hmm. But you're right in terms of uh, the ending specifically, the valiant to a fault coming back to fight even with a bad ankle is going to be the story going forward. And it's a nice additional beat exactly midway through the Mm -hmm. seven-match series, something that keeps you invested to a different degree Mm -hmm. for the latter stage of this one two three four five six seven match uh, yeah. culmination.
2: I agree with the not announcing the steps. Yeah.
1: Especially the ladder match. Yeah. I yeah. feel
2: like that's the one you should have held off of until after match six because that would have been like not only would it have got a big pop of like holy crap, it's a big ladder match to end it all, but you know, now you know we're going to that ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um Especially but uh, shout out to Kenny the- Omega because that man is wrestling Mr. Osprey on the fourth, and then the next week he is wrestling in a ladder match. So Mm -hmm. he is going to be a tired, tired man start next year
0: yeah especially since that ladder match is happening happening at the la forum show it's definitely right. like uh oh well this is definitely oh happening. god
1: that show is gonna be nuts yeah no, this no, no, no. is
0: a this is 100% happening uh uh 100%. have they
1: done the forum
0: they have right
1: this is their second time yeah. it's the only thing they've got coming up for the next couple of months where they've been to that arena before everything else okay. is new
0: yeah the right, la cause... forum is the mjf promo
2: all right I which one the one of uh fire f- me fire me f U, Tony <laughs> oh, okay. Con, that one oh, the the mjf promo oh all right cool that, that one. um yeah it,
3: there's,
0: there's, been, a a, there's been a lot it. of mjf promos that are like that one you know that the that's main the one. reason
2: i ask is because they are loading it up so much i was wondering
0: if it was first time or not because yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Does,
2: there is an emphasis
0: on this show mm-hmm. already mm-hmm I think part of it is, this is a conspiracy, but I think part of it is to also just want the tickets to sell a little bit faster. As you should. As, as they should, should, which is, I think, part of the reason why they announced it is to sell those tickets, which I don't, I don't, and that, in that, I'll say that is the defense. I think you announced it earlier so that you can be like, hey, this match is happening. You should definitely go see these, see these shows and buy some tickets. Um, uh, I sell think them very well. That. It's selling well. I, I say that only because I know with... Uh, they just have the upper ring that they need to sell. Ashley and Amanda from How to Talk to Your Friend about Wrestling podcast, they uh, tried to get tickets, and it was like way more expensive than it was last time. So I think yeah. they're loading up the show more to make that ticket price worth it. I think that's the uh, the game there. Um, moving on, speaking about MJF promos, uh, backstage we had an MJF little promo here. Uh, where MJF was able to give his rebuttal to Ricky Starks last week, which was, again, a, a phenomenal Ricky Starks promo. And then again, MJF cuts another fantastic promo. Uh, it is it is a rarity when he cuts a bad promo, but when it's great, it's, it's just simply great. This guy is uh, undoubtedly the best promo uh, in this company, I think. I think by hands down uh then i'm um, no marina shafir but my apologies you're right you're correct
1: uh, i want to very quickly shout out for m jeff's thing he does not need more than a week to sell a match and he also is proving straight away that he gets being world champion with the line the only thing that matters are or are are you or are you not the aw world champion yeah mm-hmm. which is such a great line of like i'm better than you and also you should be aspiring to this you should be me. such a great champion line
0: you should aspire to be me uh that's a great that's a great point uh he's
2: now doing the uh heel thing though of i'm not gonna put my body on the line for people and mm -hmm. i'm not gonna wrestle the five i was like dude you isn't isn't this what jay white did like three months ago I will has- say MJF
1: has been doing it since he joined the company. Where yeah, like, only, I only wrestle five times a year. Either he's such get the a ticket li- or don't.
2: That's true. He's such a liar, though, because like you know he wants to have the great match. You can tell with him mm-hmm. that he wants to have the great match.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's happy to wait to have the great match so yeah. that he's not got little injuries here and there. He's happy yeah. to wrestle five times a year because he knows every match is going to be, yeah. at the very least, good. You yeah. know yes. what I'm saying?
0: Yes, that is true. The acclaim made their way to the ring with, uh, of course, some great raps. Um, but they were attacked mid-rap by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh. Uh, they try to fight back, but it was a guitar shot to the head of Mac- Max Caster that Jeff Jarrett made. He ended the promo with saying, uh, "Scissor this, slap nuts." Which Ryan, I, I
1: want to hear you review albums.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So this is uh, MF Doom. He had a good. He's a little good rap guy. Uh, he's a good little rap smith. Uh, a great guy. Uh, 50 Cent, he, you know, he's pretty good, needs more money. Uh, <laughs> uh scissor that,
1: slap nuts is an all timer line as well, by the way. <laughs> it's just,
0: it's an all time Jeff Jarrett, like perfect. So if I can sum up Jeff Jarrett, it's hey, scissor this, slap nuts. Uh, I think it's perfect, you know. But now I'm again, not
1: excited about what this storyline entails. I, like, say, I don't like where this is going.
0: It looks like we're heading down the pathway of, I'll say. Uh, the acclaimed versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, probably at the Forum. So uh, right. that that would make sense to me. Or maybe maybe well, like a New Year's Smash, it. maybe like a New Year's Smash show or something. But
1: we're going for the tag So But I I like this. This is one of those things where I go, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's fun. Like it's a nice palate cleanse and it does set the tone for the rest of the episode in terms of little breakups. Like this is a good use of it. I just don't like that this use of him is going to transition into a tag title shot. Mm-hmm. I I don't care about that, but I do like him as a palate cleanse.
0: Yeah. Um, we also had backstage Tony Giovanni talking to Jericho and JAS, talking about Claudio Castagnoli and saying uh, that he's just a flash like pan like Joe Exotic and Ricky Starks. Interesting, they brought up Ricky Starks. It looks like we might have the next feud for old Ricky. Um and that he'll be taking up and doing a little tune-up match, and this is really just setting up the idea of what the action-dready match ended up being um, for Jericho. Um, the next match we had was Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeating Brian Cage in what I like to call it as the uh, actual Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal uh, winner match uh, since it just became the title match. This was like, oh, we'll still have a match that represents the Battle Royal, um And it was uh, Jack Perry I thought this match was good I think it was very much like um, Worked within Brian Cage Brian Cage works way better With like these smaller guys With like Lucha style guys uh, So I think this match worked It was pretty good Um, <laughs> And then uh, you get that I thought it was also very funny To have the uh, Brian Cage tap out uh, During the match And then also get pinned During the match yeah, really, If that really sums Cage. up Brian Cage To me in this promotion
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was this, I don't know if this was on TV or, like, the commercial, commercial, in uh, whatever it's called. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying. Um, but Taz was absolutely ragging on Brian Cage. He's like, yeah, he kind of just likes to get his stuff in. You know, that's kind of his thing. And I was like, that is so true. Like, that is exactly, that is the Brian Cage he match. Calls he calls himself "Get, get my sh-
0: Mr. Get My Shit In. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like... I think that's why I don't always connect to Brian Cage matches because it's like, dude, you are, you are an actual house. Like, just wrestle like that for like five minutes. I promise you don't need to do the Lacey Evans and install. Haha, <laughs> shout out to I, I will never forget how mad he got about that. Um, I will say, though, that all that matters is that Jungle Boy and Hook are together.
0: Yeah, post-match, uh, Jungle Boy basically calls out uh The women's Big Bill. demo with that, people. Yeah, calls, Just out, saying. calls out Big Bill, calls out Lee Moriarty, calls Big out Stokely. Bill. What a terrible name. Gets beaten down and saved by Hook. So uh, we're getting a little tag team action there. Sam, what did you think about this whole segment?
1: That angered me irrationally. Um, I will say if women's demo will go up as well. This is the only thing that bothered me, right? I get that Hook's got this, like, aura, aura about him right mm-hmm. Those, if you're yeah. big bill if your whole <laughs> thing is like i'm a big dude that wreck stuff yep. why are you running from hook why are you there's three guys there there's hook sorry there's stokely hathaway big bill and lemur moriarty against hook who's coming out it's three on one hooks an idiot for doing this at the vi- like, I'm fine with Stokely him. If, like, leave him, We'll get him another day. But Big Bill has to, at minimum, stand his ground. Yeah, he's like double the size of Hook in every physical way. Just look at him for a bit, and then if Stokely pulls him away, fine. But at least stare him down, yeah. because otherwise, I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are well, you scared so. of them?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great point, point. Uh, or maybe more. I mean, that's a great point, but maybe the aura of of uh, Hook is just so strong. That it just really destroys, really destroys Big Bill to his core. Uh, his I confidence can't is shot. Be- He's like, I can't beat this guy. I, yeah,
2: I can't believe they gave Morrissey a name of like the joking name. It's like it's like if we called D- Batista Big Dave. It'd Be like, you know, because people just say
1: like Dave or Big Dave all the time, yeah. like jokingly.
2: Yeah. It's like if they just were like, yeah, that's actually a wrestling name.
1: I was, uh, oh. for my birthday last week, a friend of mine gave me a wrestling colouring in book, but it was Ooh. it was definitely not branded, so it had uh, Sasha Banks, and then it was Becky Lynch in her steampunk gear, mm-hmm. so definitely wrong, but every time Batista was in the book, it was his full name, which kind of really threw me, so it was like, it was David Batista, and I was like, <laughs> David, <laughs> David <laughs> <Batista>. <laughs>
0: David R. Batista.
2: (laughs) The the hook point was a good one, though. It's like, and this has always happened with Hook. Like he shows up and everyone runs. It's like,
1: why? I have no problem with the running. I have no problem with running. I have a problem with you think you can win one v three, and I have a problem with probably literally the biggest guy in the promotion being like, nah, I'll, I'll run. No. <laughs> it would have made more
0: sense if Hook came out with like a chair or something. You know, or a kendo stick or some sort of weapon to just even the Achieve. odds. He, thing. Did, he did
2: come out with a weapon. His fist? Yeah. His his uh... His red uh, rum? What One day I just need Taz to run down there and suplex someone. Like, that's all I'm waiting for is so, no one's saving Hook and then Taz is just like, alright. He just tosses a guy in all day. That's all I want. I just want one Hook suplex uh,
1: one oh, look He one pulls like the box. the little neckerchief out of his suit pocket and puts it over his head like the towel. <laughs> yeah, runs down. <laughs> that'd
0: be great. <laughs> he he should just get one of like the small towels and make that his handkerchief. Although there's something about that that'd be funny.
2: Anytime that uh, Mister Jack Perry comes up, I fear for the poor kid's life because Ryan hates him so much. So I don't. Like, okay, uh,
0: I've I've warmed up to him, but I because still he's think Jack Perry. Now
2: he's, I now, always now knew he's just Perry. a name that needs a switch.
1: I I want him to stay as Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Like I, I don't want it. him to get rid of the nickname. I think it works as like a whole package. I, I think just Same Jack Perry is too generic. I understand people's complaints about just Jungle Boy, but if you do it yeah. all as one, it's like a nice. Yeah, I like when, uh JR
2: would name, call him Jungle Jack, so yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. they've went to Jungle Boy Jack Perry works really well.
0: Yeah, because eventually the revolu- the evolution of that is just calling him Jungle Jack Perry. Uh, like that's I think which is jungle, such yeah, that is such an eighties like na- name for a
1: wrestler. He's got mutton chops, call yeah. him it. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's yeah funny. I agree. I agree. Uh, backstage, being a promo from Blackpool Combat Club just uh, summarizing Ooh, everything from Ring of Honor, uh, Claudio winning the title. Uh, Yudo winning the title Moxley choking out Takeshita Uh, Moxley said of course he's going to Stomp Sam McVar's face at Rampage He says into a bloody mess It looks like it might have been the other direction Uh, And He also told Hangman Page he knows where to find him And told him to bring the Dark Order bodies if he wants So just a short recap Promo for Blackpool Combat Club Establishing we're moving forward We're past all the William Regal stuff We're moving on, we've won titles I'm going to beat up Hangman Adam Page Just moving forward great, solid stuff
1: from this group. I I uh, really missed in this segment their old catchphrase of step up or get stepped on. I think he should have brought it back because that fits with where they're going now. Yeah. And uh, BCC versus Highman in the Dark Order is already uh, very, very happy to hear that this is happening. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Um, Moxley Goon is going well.
2: That's what this. That's what this is now. Moxley it's not...
4: Goon.
2: It is because... You're like, right. He's... You're right. He's just got like, you know, his minions behind him who are ready to beat the crap out of people. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to beat the crap out of people. I like that this is the direction they've switched to. I don't even know if Danielson's in this group. I've never seen these four people together ever. Um, he was so, at William
1: like, Regal's bedside, caring for him. How okay? dare That's you, Scotty. True. That's true. I
2: know. I know. I'm sorry. He, uh, he had to go to Stanford to do that. I know. I know. Uh. <laughs> or is it Florida? I mean, where, it's where really just Florida now. Located nowadays. Uh next up really blackpool. Next Charlie Dempsey.
0: Charlie Dempsey. Uh next up we have a six man tag, House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, Brody Mah- Buddy Matthews defeated the team of Eros Aaron Solo, Cole Carter, Nick Camarado Well, okay, hold on. That's incorrect. Because it's not the three of them, because QT Marshall <laughs> was Comor pinned also
1: wasn't wrestling, he just got his shit kicked. And also in. QT Marshall yeah.
0: was pinned, so <laughs> so that definitely is not how that worked. Uh, but basically, this match was really just getting misted in the face by Julia Hart, uh, and then everybody beating the shit everyone, uh, blackmassing QT Marshall and getting the pin. This was a, a continuation of uh, House of Black running through the entire uh, roster uh, until they get to, I don't know, maybe the best trios, wh- whoever happens to be the best trios, maybe they portray his team the team and company. Now, well, maybe that maybe that's when they the, maybe that's when they have trouble. The
2: Elite versus House of Black is going to be unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting that House of Black came back around the same time the Elite came back. It's almost yeah. like we're building that up.
2: I think I think the way they've changed House of Black since coming back mm-hmm. has been perfect. I agree. I I this was like a re-debut again because it was an actual match and them just devastating people is perfect. Never did. I think Julia Hart was going to fit this group as perfectly as she does, by the way. Yeah. She was like such an important ad because her presence just adds so much. I don't even know if she wrestles anymore. I don't even care. Like just her wearing the hat and having the looks and doing the, the miss thing. That's good enough. That's good enough. It fits in. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see Brody King just absolutely wrecking people. Um, happy to see Buddy Matthews back. I'm happy to see Malachi back. Malachi looks like he's in the shape of his life. By the way, I noticed that the I mean, I know he didn't do anything besides kick QT Marshall in the head, but he like they all look like they're in great shape, ready to go. Um, they're gonna kill it, and I can't wait to see who their first real match is against. Um, Mm -hmm. because that is always an intriguing part of it, but. They should be on the next pay-per-view. I'll tell you that.
0: I agree with that. I could can, I can totally speak about loading up the LA Forum, you know, the Elite win and the lights go out mm-hmm. and then House of Black show up. And just revolution. Destroy the Elite. Uh, Sam, what did you think about this tiny little segment?
1: I want, um in the run-up to House of Black versus the Elite, Julia Hart versus Brandon Cutler, and therefore <laughs> Battle of the Managers. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. He's got the spray bottle. She just mists him in the face. Oh.
0: <laughs> That'll be entertaining. That that that's good. Has Brandon uh, Cutler done that yet as a gimmick in a match is he he takes the spray bottle and does it like as as he's doing mist almost just like put it next to his mouth and then spray?
1: No, he's that de- he has definitely used it obviously, but uh I'd like to see them dueling with with mist and spray yeah. <laughs> at once. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it was it was cool. It's, it, you know, that's the whole point. It's cool. Um, I'm hoping whoever Buddy dumped on their neck is okay. Uh, but other than that, it oh, was... Oh, was that Lee Johnson? Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, it was, you know, it's... The whole point of this is to be sweet so that you're like, yeah, House of Black are cool. And then you just build up to them going up yeah. against someone probably of the elite. Um, where they go after they lose that match, I don't know. Yeah, but, we'll find out. We'll find oh out yeah, they're sure.
2: definitely gonna lose. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely taking the L. But uh, it's it would be nice for them to get some wins because that was their biggest problem the first time around. It's like they lost, yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, uh, I've noticed this with TK's booking is that uh, monster booking is is oh uh, yeah, it's Never tough. Wins. It's yeah. tough for him to do, which is just you give them a bunch of wins and then they ultimately lose, and then after that you're like, all right. Now what do I do with them? <laughs> and I, I think that's a, a an issue that Tony Khan has because now he's just booking, he's getting more and more monsters. And now it's like, okay, now what do I do with these guys? Um, next up, we had a little video package uh, running down Jamie Hader and Hikaru Shida, and then of course we had a backstage interview with Renee Paquette with Britt Baker and Rebel, uh, saying that uh, Hader's going to beat Shida, um, and that Sky Blue her, challenge her for a Rampage match, uh, and then that happened. Uh, I didn't think it was a good promo. Um, moving on to the, for a lot of people saying match of the night, uh, Action I and remember Dreddy. Riho, by the way. Who, Riho?
2: That. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Riho. I feel like I always have to remind people that Riho exists because mm-hmm. she comes back, everyone gets excited, and then she's gone again. Yeah. Every single time. And it's bothering me. There
1: Can't to wait a... for it to be Soraya's tag partner. <laughs> <laughs> the draw.
0: Still, still be a good match. Still a very good match. There's got to be something happening of Riho or AEW or something. That's just what I don't know what is happening. She
1: right. she had like there was some sort of travel issue and then she broke her arm. <laughs> so, yeah. but this time around, there's nothing. No, time this time there's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: At least I think. Next up we had what a lot of people were saying match of the night. Action and Dready defeated Chris Jericho. They really played up the idea. We haven't seen Action Dreddy since months ago. I think it was like June or something. Um, he hasn't been around for a very long time, uh, but uh, they really did a great job. I thought this match was fantastic. A almost like a perfect match uh, of Chris Jericho versus action. Dreddy. They really played at the idea of this is just a random jobber. The crowd was perfect for this match. Talking about crowds enhancing matches, doing the bit of let's go jobber and then turning into actually rooting for actually action, action and Uh, was just a perfect uh, bit of of entertainment here. Chris Jericho was the perfect guy to be in this spot um, to really play into it, because I think he did a good job um, showcasing himself against Action Andretti. Um, I think he's definitely, like, I, I think Action Andretti as a prospect definitely has a lot to him. I think he definitely needs a little seasoning, but he needs seasoning like when they first got, like, the Dante and Darius Martin, and now look at them today, and they're fantastic wrestlers. So I think he is definitely a huge prospect. Obviously, AEW announced them as official signing following this match. I believe they, there was a report saying that he basically was signed months ago uh, because Chris Jericho saw his QT Marshall match and was like, I'm going to wrestle that guy. I'm going to make him a star. And the follow-up is going to be key here. But for right now, I think Chris Jericho succeeded in making Action Dready a star. Sam, what did you think about this match?
1: Um, On your, the follow-up is key. I don't think Action Andretti is going to become a cornerstone of AEW. No. They've got too many people. This is always a complaint. They've got too many people, so you can't get young, homegrown stars over. That's not always a bad thing. Yes, you sign talented people and use them if they're talented. There's just not enough hours in the day, which is sometimes difficult. He is, however, an established person now. He is, as I've put it, he's now an AEW folk hero. So he could lose every other match he has in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. But every time he comes out, people are going to be chanting whatever, like chanting for him or chanting let's go Jobber again because they remember that that's what got him over. And so he's going to be ingrained in fans' minds as a significant person. Even if he loses all the time, he's someone that in five years' time will matter a lot more. The follow-up is key, but... With him, there's, there's way more length to this bit of string. He doesn't need to be on TV all the time. He's now cemented in the history of AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that Let's Go Jobber as a chant got over and this guy had such a remarkable performance the same week that Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL became relevant for the first time is an insane coincidence that that's happened a lot. I'm not a football fan, but that's been all over my social media of the guy that shouldn't be doing anything is suddenly a megastar. And then AEW accidentally does the same thing in the same week. It's great. Really well-timed. Uh, I like him. And I liked him when the QT Marshall match happened. And I like him now. And now everyone likes him. Good for action, Andretti.
0: Totally agree. Scotty, what do you think?
1: Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll be an interesting one.
2: Because they just have some, like, like Sam said, they have so much talent that it's like, what is his ceiling? right because Mm -hmm. obviously he does all the moves really well and it'll get better and better because he's still very young but this is the game play with AEW. will he matter in six months right Mm -hmm. will he matter Mm -hmm. in a year um i mean just because he beat jericho doesn't guarantee anything to me um you know jericho is a Interesting one, where they're probably going to run it back. Jericho's probably going to get his win back, and you know that's kind of how this goes, right? So it is about the follow up. Um, Will he be? Will he be Daniel Garcia, or will he be Lee Moriarty in terms of have great showcase showings on TV? will he stick around on TV or will he disappear? Because unfortunately those two guys, very similar styles, very good wrestlers, mm-hmm. but it went it's gone opposite ways for both of them.
0: It's a good point. That's a good point. It, one is definitely there's a push towards and one that is just sort of uh 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 moving around sort of thing. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um I I I think you I think you're right Scotty is that it's definitely like the follow up is key here and it's we'll see how it goes and you know, he I, I think I saw part of the dark taping. He's currently on the dark taping, so um and he went. he won that match. So, you know, they're it's dark, but it's not the you know, it's not the end of the world. But we'll see uh how how it sums up with rampage and uh, dynamite as well. Yeah,
1: the first step has been taken. I have a question. Is this the first match that they were doing the Ocho count for eight? Uh
0: they did it I don't remember it happening first. They did it at at uh final battle. Right, okay. The claudia okay. match. Uh but I think, I like I think that, that was the first time. So this is really the second time.
1: I like that a lot as a uh as a gimmick. Just yeah. the fact that it's not even just a Jericho thing now, now it feels like an AEW overall thing is really, really fun. yeah I think it's cool.
0: It's another one of those uh um AEW isms that are starting to penetrate. Yeah, yeah. I love to see it. Um next up we had uh Rick Starks doing another backstage promo. Um, kind of, kind of summing up a sh- I would think this promo was still very good, but just sort of like a sum up shortening of the promo from last week about hard times coming up, uh, hard times coming up in uh, wrestling and saying he's paid his dues. And he's gonna he's got a lot riding on tonight when he becomes the next AEW World Champion. So I thought that was a very good job, uh, a little summation promo from him. Um, we then. Have some more stuff happening. We have Jericho having a temper tantrum backstage following his loss, so that was great. Um, and we got Ricky Starks warming up. But all leads into the next match, which is Ruby Soho defeating Ty Mello. Uh, sort of, this is a, 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 um, a blood feud match following the pay-per-view where Ty Mello destroyed Ruby Soho's nose. Uh, they got reconstructive surgery. And then they faced each other in a match here. And I thought this match was, again, I thought it was, you know, serviceable. I, I think it was the weakest match on the show, but it was ultimately still pretty good, I thought. Uh, Sam, what did you think of this match?
1: It was one of the better Dynamite Women's matches that have happened recently, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I, and, and I was I going to bring this up. I would also say to that, that that does not include Hater or Storm. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. If you, if you say that, then it goes even further back than yeah. even just recently. It goes a That's while true. back. Um, I was going to mention this we were talking about Stasha in terms of people coming in, trying to be the the star of the AW women's division, where the argument earlier this year was, well, Athena could be that. Ruby Soho could be that. That's the intention of bringing these people in. Ruby is someone that still hasn't hit for me in terms of yeah. as a performer. Mm-hmm. But Ty is someone I quite like and always think she's getting better. And doesn't even necessarily need to be getting better at this stage you can just say she's quite good at times mm-hmm. so this match was one i really enjoyed um to be fair but i would say i still like tie stuff more than ruby's uh, i also need ruby to bring back the split legs wrestling tights don't go to the trunks I, I you had split leg it was unique and different bring it back
0: <laughs> that's awesome scotty what do you think about this match that's fine <laughs> i thought the
2: second half was a lot better than the first half of the match that's fine yeah. um which really got me into it by the end which is you know kind of how you're supposed to build the match after all um yeah. i think the point of it being the best aw win- or one of the better aw wins matches in without ashita or hater or storm is very true yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because most of the time it's like it's bad <laughs> it could be really bad right yeah so uh i think that's a great point uh, you can only you can only go so far right with some of these things but i'm excited that next week should be a woman's main event for mm-hmm. the first time in a very long mm-hmm. time with two people that deserve that spot um
1: I Plus, can't- is, is next week the trios no dq yes yeah. then that might mean event and shida versus hater might open i'm fine with that too as it's long fine. as it's, it's not stuck it's in the middle the yeah yeah though yeah.
2: we know the elite don't draw at the end of the show so <laughs> you know just saying just saying they lost people mm-hmm. uh but since it's no dq i think that does change a lot of things mm-hmm. um and i i like what he's you know what sam's saying is that one needs to start one needs end. i think that's Best case scenario because yeah. if you're not going on last, you want to go on first.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I think Jamie and Sheeta can really kick it into gear, especially if they're first and the crowd's not
0: tired. Yeah. Uh, but which is also something they tend to do is it, sometimes the main event is the first match, sometimes the main event's the last match. You know, it, yeah. it's, it really that's is. That's Rampage. That's Rampage, basically. Baby. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's perfect. Backstage, and I really want to highlight this. Backstage, Alex Marvez uh, talked to Hangman Adam Page, who's being checked by the doctor of Evgen on his side. Uh, he gives an update and saying that he was unconscious for 60 seconds last month. Month and when he came to, he had 100 text messages. Uh, you know, he was answering all the questions and answering, "Oh no, I know the date. I know who I was wrestling. I know who I am." Uh, but then, heartbreakingly, heartbreakingly, uh, he said that when he unlocked his phone, and saw his son's photo. Uh, the, and the doctor asked him who that what was his name. He couldn't remember his son's name. And Paige says that if Moxley wants to send him to hell, then he's taken Moxley with him. Boy, howdy. This is awesome. This is the perfect thing. Obviously, they didn't explain the storyline a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people didn't like that. But I think this the idea of, you know, backtracking and explaining on the back end works way better in this instance, because why would Adam Page go out and say that first? And why would he do that first? Why wouldn't he just go out there and beat the shit out of Adam Page because he's mad about this instance? And then he can explain it down the line. But I understand that some people wanted the explanation first, but uh, I I thought this was a a great promo here, Scotty. You're angry about something? One,
2: no one. The promo was phenomenal. That yeah. goes without saying. Hey, man, Page, he's he's refound what makes him great. Yeah, which yeah. he lost for yeah. a while there after losing the title. Mm-hmm. Not not his fault, really. Not his fault at all. Sure. Um, but he was just directionless, so it's hard to you know. But now he has direction, right? But you know, I listened to uh, this podcast, Brace for Impact, which is an Impact podcast just because i don't watch it so it's more fun to listen to them talk and jd uh is on there who we're gonna have on in a few weeks um i think for the muto show Mm -hmm. or the yeah i think so in february so um but he he made the point that i've been trying to like put in out there in my own head because as an athlete you don't like losing you don't like being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So how difficult was it for people to understand that Hangman Page didn't like getting embarrassed in a world title match? Mm-hmm. That was simple enough. Now you add in this phenomenal, phenomenal promo where it's, yeah, I, I couldn't remember my son's name. It's like, it, that makes sense, right? And now this has become, to me, personal the hottest feud in the company. yes personal but the hottest feud in the company Mm -hmm. hotter than mjf and danielson which is an accomplishment because i think danielson mjf is going to be fantastic and already is the way they ended this show was perfect Mm -hmm. but this is the feud yeah this feels like the world title feud almost and i'm sorry mjf but you know you get two former world champions going head to head based off of an accident that happened (laughs) And now it's going to be... It's going to be fantastic. The best stories in wrestling come from things that you don't plan for. Yeah. Almost always. Right? Daniel uh, Brian, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, just to name a few recently. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, yeah. his entire reign or run has been... You know, that was an accident, obviously. Um, Like, that is the best of wrestling. And they're making... They're making that happen
0: right now. Did Becky Lynch ever feud with Nia Jax after that? No. Man,
1: really, no. really dropped the ball on that in hindsight. I, I feel no, like no, because
2: it was Nia Jax.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I also don't think you want to, I, maybe. I was going to say, you, you don't want to draw too much attention to, like, you broke my nose for real. <laughs> like, yeah. and yeah, I know what true. we're saying about realistic stuff has such a positive impact but mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that's something you don't really want to draw that much attention right. to it that's works fair. for because Br- her I nose couldn't wrestle. breaks every
2: match so, yeah. she confused about the nose I can't like, she still the... talks
1: about it with Shida, remember she that's
2: just fair. did that this week she was like the only thing she's famous for is breaking my nose and I was like "Or being a champion for a year but no it's fine
0: Yeah. It's all right. I can't wait for uh, the the Rampage feud of uh, Billy Starks versus Brut Baker over her nose. Oh, Uh, sweet. Uh, Sam, what did you think of uh, this promo? Because I thought this was
1: I am as high on it as other people. In terms of just, I thought it took a while to get there. The core idea and his whole thing of I couldn't remember my son's name is so powerful. Yeah. Is incredibly brutal. Is so um, honest. and Well, maybe it's not honest. Maybe it's a lie that they've concocted outside of what really happened. But is something that you can understand and relate to and there's a really good way of putting it across as because i know what we're saying about some people either the story explains them or whatever it might be this is so much more interesting to me than you knocked me out and i'm angry about it mm-hmm. the fact oh, that absolutely. you knocked me out and i could have died or i could have totally forgotten who my son was and i've just become a dad yeah. and i'm going to get you the fact that the first dynamite i was ever able to say I was live at was the Toronto one with Highman's promo about um, saying to Moxley that he's, they're the same now that Moxley and Highman have both like seen life taken from this world and brought life into it. That's something yeah. the two of them relate on is being a father. And so there's going to be something to play with there on how could Moxley try and take that away from Highman Is something as precious as your relationship with your kids. So all of it is going to be amazing. You're right. World title worthy of a feud but that's the best kind of thing when the best feuds have nothing to do with the belt because the belt can make its own feuds but you need little sprinklings here and there for things that are you know equally as powerful like billy stark's breaking brit baker's nose (laughs)
0: it's interesting because it's like these two guys are guys that i think can agree on a lot of points and agree on a lot of things and have the same values have the same virtues can you know d- deeply care about their child and all this other stuff same opinions about cm Punk. Same yeah. about CM Punk. <laughs> but uh but it, if it wasn't for this one clothesline that caused yeah. the concussion they wouldn't be blood feuds they wouldn't have a yeah. blood feud
3: right. if
0: it wasn't for this one moment you would have to almost concoct a weight around that but now that it's there it's like it can all stem like they in any other situation i think these guys would get along maybe they could be a great tag team or whatever but it was something where like this incident has caused their similar viewpoints to now go against each other and butt up against each other is just going to make beautiful wrestling i think The,
1: the only the only difference between them is that moxley doesn't respect what hangman's done thus far yeah. Again, that promo in Toronto was all about Hangman being like, point. you called me boy. I'm a man. I, yeah. We're the same. Yeah. Whereas Moxie's like, no. I've done yeah. way more than you and I'm not going to lose to you. And so yeah. it's a little bit of that as well.
0: Which is probably where originally that was going to head to was with this feud. Yeah. Uh, and then it's turned into the, the concussion to, aspect. Uh,
2: it would be nice for Hangman to win a feud. He has <laughs> not want a feud in a long time.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's his thing though. <laughs> I know,
2: but it's like Eventually, you wanna you wanna get him back to facing MJF. I'm sure. So, so Moxley's gonna
1: murder Evil Uno, and we're gonna move from there. <laughs> exactly. I the can't
2: wait for the, the Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club Dark Order and Hangman match. Even though ho- ho- who left the
1: Dark Order? I need I want- need Hangman to wear his purple rose tights because mm-hmm. those are my favorite ring gear of all time. And I need Evil Uno to not be in the match. It should be Hangman and Grayson and not Grayson. He's not there. Hangman uh, well. and Silver and Reynolds. <laughs> yes. But Uno needs to be on the outside still dressed like he was during that promo where he's just in the background in like a button-up shirt with the yeah. mask just going, like, please don't hurt me, Mr. Moxley. <laughs> yeah.
0: Please. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, let's get to the main event. Main event, MJF versus Ricky Starks for the AEW World title and Dynamite Diamond Ring. Uh, it was, of course, MJF that defeated Ricky Starks. I thought this match was really, really good. I thought this was a really great first match uh, first world title match for Ricky Starks I think there's obviously he has a lot of road left in front of him uh, to to have more of those types of matches but I think this is a great first outing for him and obviously they're you know speaking of like you know continuing the pushes and seeing what they do next they've did that a little bit of Brian Danielson uh, showcasing Ricky Starks at the end of the match I thought Ricky did his held his own in this match which I think would give a lot of confidence to those guys in the back. Uh, I thought MJF did a good job here as well. Uh, but I yeah, I think this is just a solid main event. And I thought, you know, I can't wait to see where we go next. I think Brian Danielson is a great spot for MJF. And it seems like Chris Jericho is the next thing for Ricky Starks. So I'm excited to see what happens down the line. Sam, what do you think of the main event?
1: I think uh, with the finish, it maybe to some felt a bit flat, but is obviously in keeping with how MJF always acts. I think if you look at the structure of the match in Kfabe, MJF would have still probably ended up winning, even if it was just a straight wrestling match, but he's MJF and he was sick of wrestling and he's tired of dealing with Ricky. So he's just going to kick him in the nuts and move on. Yeah. I've realized a lot recently that um, matches that are a little bit sloppy. I like more because it helps promote the realism. So yeah. if you take the finish of the match, the attempt to bridge out MJF can't hold it. So they fall back into another pinfall. He gets the bridge Ricky tries to turn that into a Liger bomb, but they can't get the positioning. So MGF just falls back down. Mm-hmm. So they turn that into a Rochambeau, which then turns it into the ref distraction. Mm-hmm. That probably wasn't intended to look quite as sloppy, for lack of a better word, as it did. But it really added to these guys are tired and they're fighting each other with little bits here and there just to get to the end of the match. Uh, I really liked it. Um, I think, that, as you say, good first defense, both of them doing some awesome stuff. Ricky Starks took one of the best sternum into the ring post bumps I've ever taken, the, yeah. the, the Bret Hart move, which I hate every time JR goes, Bret Hart used to do that. I'm like, you shouldn't have done. It's not what you're supposed to do. Uh, but Ricky took it dead and then it just kind of like flopped. Yeah. Um, it, it was a good first defence. I am not as high on Brian Danielson as everyone else is, which I know is sacrilegious, mm-hmm. but I don't get as hyped for his stuff as others do. I do, however, get excited about his aw originals matchups because i want to see how that works so him versus mjf i'm at the very least intrigued by but i wouldn't say i'm excited about it
0: yeah i'm not gonna blame you for the brian dancer thing it sounds like what we talked about earlier that you missed out on the danielson stuff probably like how i did it as well yeah so i I don't blame you for that at all but i I also want to point out i really loved there are two things that i wanted to point out one i really loved the uh ricky starks reaching for the the bottom rope during that submission hold i thought that was a fantastic that was the summation of the storytelling for this match for me is just ricky selling ricky crawling to the rope trying to get there his arm gets pulled back trying to do his foot his foot gets pulled back doing everything his power i think the summation of the underdog that is ricky starks right now and And that's
1: part of what i was saying about like mjf clearly would have won the match regardless because mm -hmm. he had the upper hand there but He's, he's just did. sick of having to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Two,
0: I did I thought that obviously the kick in the balls was a callback to the week prior. Uh, yeah. that was obviously what they were doing for, but I I understand why they didn't do it, but I thought it would have been great if instead of the kick in the balls he did the brass knucks. that it, that continuing that storyline of instead of grabbing the ring, the you know, diamond ring, he's grabbing the brass ring. He's fighting for the diamond ring as well. He uses the brass ring to get them both. There's something about that that I would have liked. But again, we're getting away from Will and Regal. We are, uh, you know, we're redoing what we did last week. so I I get all that. Uh, Scotty, what did you think about the main event? You haven't talked about it
1: yet.
2: About the Cody Road special. The Cody Road special was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. it was good. is great. It's a negative. Uh, I can't tell with your
2: sort of voice. No, no I mean, these, these two guys are Cody guys. Yeah. So yeah. that's mostly the. It had nothing. It was nothing like a Cody match. <laughs> so that's the funny part. They don't wrestle like Cody at all. But I thought the match was good. I'm um, I'm in the same place as you. Good first defense. I think Ricky Starks is the star that he should be. Mm-hmm. Feels like that. Um, he his connection with the audience is great. And when he gets that big big win, it's going to be awesome. Um, MJF is. He's interesting to me because I do think I've noticed with his matches he he is yet for me to have so like with moxley that that match was kind of upsetting um in some ways it was good, it was good, just wasn't the level I thought it could have been, and again play to the m j f story that he cheats and whatnot, so that's okay. But he's an interesting one that he, the guys he works with best are the guys he came up with, which makes sense, right? Darby, yeah. Uta, um, you know, those guys are some of his best matches. But I'm going to need someone to get out of MJF what CM Punk got out of MJF. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm waiting for. And that's why I'm excited for Danielson, because it's like, well, Danielson and Punk were cut from the same clock in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right, as wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So that's my hope. Is that that's where we're going? And Danielson as the big super baby face, you know, as someone that lived through the Daniel Bryan days, it's very good. Um, I am I'm I'm very intrigued because this does make a lot of sense for his first pay per view title match.
0: Yeah,
2: right. And I mean, Danielson's gonna lose another world title match, which is kind of funny. Um, he's lost all of them. What two or three now? Three, I think.
3: Something like yeah, that. Does Daniel it
2: need to be it. for the title? Doesn't need to be for the title, no, but that's but MJF has made it very clear he is not wrestling unless that title is on the line. <laughs> true. Good true. point, good point. Which, which is why I like what MJF's whole thing is. I he is he is the prize fighter in a lot of ways. He is mm. the all right, well, I'm the world champion I'm only wrestling when my title's on the line, so it doesn't need the title because I think the feud itself makes a lot of sense without it, and that is that is another interesting. You, thing you bring up right we are what two three months away from revolution there's a lot of time to work with this you can do a match without the title if you want to much like how we did punk and mjf before the pay-per-view right Mm -hmm. because it started pretty much this early and then they worked into it they had that first match and i actually prefer the first match um but there's ways to go here like danielson you need to beat me To get this title, or you need to do something, and I'm sure we'll do that. Will MJF do this for the 19th time? Do like the lashes, and you have to, you know, go through the gates of hell to get a match against me, which we've done with Wardlow and Cody already. Mm -hmm. Yep. I would prefer if we don't because we've already done it. But I wouldn't be shocked if Danielson was that guy to have to go through that to build all the way there. He did with CM Punk too.
1: Sends him to fight because it's not like he's got. Yeah, like you know, for the, the Cody thing, it was I've I've got people around me, and then it turned into. Jericho did it too, didn't he? Yeah, he would. Well, it's it's more he's like in the cage. Unless he's bringing back the firm, <laughs> right. then he's not really got like a bunch of people yeah. that he can be like Danielson. You need to fight my guys, so I don't right. know. He's I don't a, hire, he hired
2: a gun, I guess. Maybe I don't or not the guns, just,
0: or maybe two guns.
2: Two. <laughs> That would be bad. Please. Don't. It's it's <laughs> March
1: fifth is revolution, so it's yeah, like yeah, it's far away, almost three months away, right? And they don't have another
2: unless they're not doing belt belt. So they don't have another like, TV
1: special I can think of until New Year's ready. Smash and Bash. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, have New Year's they Smash, Holiday Smash,
0: could uh, If they want
1: to do two of them,
0: they could do that. Yeah, they could do it, but I, I it think it's huge right. rushed though.
2: They could do the forum.
1: You know, and yeah, you said well. that earlier. The LA oh show,
2: how are you trying to do on the forum? I just, so I'm, I'm looking at tickets
1: show. right there. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's gonna be the
2: show, I guess,
1: yeah, until Revolution, right? If yeah. the forum show ends up being Escalero de la Muerte, the debut of Sasha Banks and MJF versus Danielson on January 11th. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the year, it's done. Um, yeah, yeah Dynamite wise, they're not topping
0: that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's crazy. Good. That'd be pretty interesting. Good. Um, well, uh, that is it for uh, dynamite. That's it for winners coming. Uh, we're at our two hours mark, so I don't know if we want to talk about tag league. Um, uh, I'll I'll sum I'll summarize it real quickly.
2: Oh, uh, let me ask my que- I'll ask oh, yeah, question. Oh yeah, you didn't do your question. You're, is, is oh, I'm sco- gonna. I'm waiting is... for tag league. Go. Uh,
0: no, this, go go. Okay, I was gonna say go summarize tag, tag league. league. Carl Anderson sucked ass <laughs> so <laughs> fucking bad I've seen him worked harder in impact uh an impact he was better there um uh the the junior tag league it was okay uh, I thought it was fine i i I wasn't like against it or anything didn't really like fully love it and then the the heavyweight one I thought was better um still really good not like great great but I, I thought it was really good that match um but that was good and now we're gonna go on move on to scottie's corner it's scottie's corner it's his question of the week it's scottie's corner does that work rate yes. the wrestle kingdom card
2: now that we have it I rate the wrestle sam kingdom you're card. the guest you can go first i need to start up i so need to pull a up the um, well, i i, I know off the top of my head but that's because i'm a psycho. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Wrestle Kingdom Cars.
2: Oh, wait! No, no, no! Time out! No, no! You missed the most important part from that show. Suzuki-Gun's dead, you jerk!
1: My no, no, no. apologies.
2: I Back up!
1: My apologies. I like that you said that as if Ryan killed them.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> he did! He did kill them! It's his fault! It's yes. his fault!
1: Uh, Su- Minoru
0: Suzuki announced that uh, Suzuki-Gun is going to be over by the oh, end of sure. the year, and it was announced for the Road to the Tokyo Dome for the, that final New Japan show, that the final match will be Suzuki-Gun eight-man tag against all each other. Great. So the snow's going to fall down, and they're all going to be crying in the ring. It's going to so, be fantastic. The
2: saddest part of this isn't even Suzuki Goon going away. It's that we're not getting Taketai Chi Mania
0: anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless...
2: That's where my Tomoka Inaba big matches happen. I can't I can't, I can't just not have those anymore.
0: Unless... We, got, we have
2: the last one tomorrow, and it's Tomoka versus Suzu Suzuki, and I can't not just have those anymore, man. I didn't,
0: I didn't know about that, but now I definitely want to check that out. <laughs> you oh. will <welcome. laughs> Uh I think unless, obviously, we turn it into, like, Goon or some other thing, um, yeah. which I think is possible, but we'll see. Um, I don't know
2: why they can't do them anymore, though. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris, he said that they can't do them anymore. It's like, wait, why? It's <laughs> yeah. like, what they just not, they don't know each other anymore,
0: yeah? They, they're they no longer friends,
2: they're no longer the they same hate faction. each other. But all right, so uh, have everyone seen the card? It's uh, yeah, it's in my eyes now. So, there's three pre show matches, of course.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One of them has uh, this guy's name's great, Bolton Oleg,
0: of course. Um,
2: don't know who that is. They have the Rambo, of course, who will then face the uh, KOPW champion, which I think is the same night. Maybe. I don't know. They don't have it on here. Um, I don't know. Shingo's not on the card. so
0: Yeah, he's undoubtedly going to be in, in this Rambo. Yeah. Right. Well, no, he's not um, He's on the Rambo because it's the right to challenge.
2: Yeah, so he'll probably defeat Tai Chi at... Taka tai Chi Mania tomorrow because mm-hmm. they're having another match. Yep. And then whoever wins the Rambo will probably face him somewhere on the show, maybe. I think that's what they said. Okay. Anyways, you see the show in front of you. Give me a rating on a scale of 1 to 10.
0: Hmm. I, I'm looking I at it. I guess more of an excitement level for you yeah. yourself. Yeah. Looking pretty good, looking pretty good. Ooh, Kali Anderson. Uh, looking pretty good. <laughs> Oh man, is it bad that I'm more excited for Keji Muto than Carl Anderson? Cuz no, I think that's No, that's like a I great, dude. I want to see Wrestle. Look at that match. That's a great match. I want to see a Wrestle Kingdom show is, where There's Ke... only
2: six knees that work in that match.
0: I want to see a Keji Muto <laughs> show. That's a very funny joke, Scotty. Uh, dude. I want to see a Muto match where Muto has more work rate than Carl Anderson.
2: Uh, Ooh. every match ever. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Kjiruto's an all-timer. Get out of here.
1: I was gonna say this earlier when you were talking about Sasha winning the IWGP uh women's belt. I look forward to her pulling a Carl Anderson next year <laughs> and going back <laughs> to WWE yeah. but having to show up to lose the belt.
0: That would be the it's worst weird. case scenario for Bushi Red of all time. I, I don't know. It's a believable I, scenario. I think in terms of excitement, I'm almost at like a like a seven. Maybe.
2: That's a good number.
0: There are things in here that I'm excited about. I'm excited about the IWGP junior tag because the opening of the tournament with those four were great. That match will be great. The women's title match I'm excited about. The tag team Second title on match. The
2: card, don't get me started.
0: Yeah. The tag title match, it should be good. I would have preferred it to be Aussie open, but I understand we already saw that match and they could do There's that long match on the time date. To They to can do also that do match. that match on a later date and uh 96 champions yes yeah. they 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 could sell a show with that match why sell it here sure. i asked Games? Sam
2: to give his rating first but thank you Ryan. Oh my continue. apologies
0: Ben my apologies <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's giving a was- much better. Well Ryan
2: continue. <laughs> Ryan continue Ryan continue down the card
0: uh Narita's junior all right it's just a little cold right now uh call Anderson. I I'm, I'm don't give a shit uh uh Muto uh all right that should be fine but it's a six man show to umino being in there is interesting uh the four-way uh it's been a while so it's real cold for me but i did love that tag match that they had like it doesn't need to months be warm. ago new
2: japan doesn't do enough shows at the end of the year for any of these things to I be know. hot
0: i know people complain about it being cold all the time but it's like they do well, this all every year it's every year <laughs> it's post tag league it always is like this Obviously Osprey Omega I've said before I think has potential to be You a- already called it your match of the year. I think already is going to be my match of the year. I think there's already going to be not only match of the year for me but maybe one of the best matches in the history of wrestling. I think as that's the ceiling for this match. <laughs> <Sam's-> <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the ceiling
2: Whoa. with these two. You're, you're uh I'm scared for you. And then uh yeah. And
0: then I think and then Okada and White I think will be good, but it's just ice cold right now for me.
2: It should not be the main event.
0: Yeah, it's it's sad because it should not be the main event, but maybe it's Western Eyes. I don't know. Sam would. What should
1: be the main event if that shouldn't?
2: Um, If I got to pick Sasha Banks showing up. (laughs) No, but in seriousness, I mean the world title should always be the main event. I'm just saying, I think people's excitement for this show definitely comes from the osprey omega match at least internationally Mm. i don't know in japan obviously because well i'm not there but two like you said they haven't i feel like people are forgetting this is the match Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like jay white has this is his third defense
3: yeah
2: i think that's part of the problem is he hasn't defended the title a lot either yeah so it's like and he's had the belt for months now um so i think that is part of the problem but uh all right sam you have a you have a number for me i'll go five
1: out of ten because new japan like isn't a promotion i keep up with to that's fair right i'm just gonna be honest we don't all need to know everything about everywhere i'm just gonna be honest i don't know that much about um i like jay white when i see him so him versus Okada could be interesting osprey omega uh you you know we've just heard is the best match ever ever to take place Uh uh-huh um
0: that's my ceiling I'm... <laughs> that's my ceiling it's the best match of all time uh
1: i'm intrigued more than anything to see um how many revolutions on a flip they can do mm-hmm. uh when i have checked out new japan i really like hiromu takahashi so the junior heavyweight title four-way is something that i'm like i would like to see this yes it's a collection of names i have heard of and that can do cool stuff so i yeah. want to see that um KG Mitchell's retirement tour is just weird, like just very, very weird. So I'm best. I'm enjoying are just like, yeah, hey, we just have everybody. How who do you want? You have them. He said he went
2: he went from five more matches
1: to at least 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's tripled
0: his output.
1: He's got so many gimmicks to retire at once. Yeah. You know, he can't yeah, yeah. do the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um the tag title match, I've got like a not one way or the other about it. Sure. Um Tom versus it Kyle like will be interesting. She asked, cool, yeah. Uh Tiger Mask is on this show.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you skip the Carl Anderson. <laughs> you skip this Carl Anderson match just real quickly, Sam. So I just want to get your input on that Carl. And- the Carl Anderson match.
2: That's where they lose five points.
0: Whoa.
2: I like
1: to. I like to call him the Sasha Banks of 2022.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By that, is he doesn't wrestle. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I good. will possibly this is the thing, right, for my wrestling consumption I will possibly watch this show but me and the people I watch wrestling with have a different wrestling show to watch earlier that day because mm-hmm. for P. some w. reason baby. TJPW you're like, we also do January 4th and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why yeah. are you doing this to yourselves? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah like, I was about to ask I was as What a time nod- does that
2: show start? Because this starts at
0: 1.30am Eastern, well
2: the pre-show does don't so. know I- we' well, am gonna ask, go find that i was
0: about to say you asked, asked sam who's in scotland and then we have to convert yes. over to into america time and then
1: because because i only know that in my head it's because i don't know i know how it used to be but i've not really looked up the. i'm waiting until closer to the day to actually worry about when that is because we don't i watched it with a bunch of people from scotland so we're not doing it live we just like we agree not to look up spoilers then we watch it in the evening because all of us are like sane yeah um, apart from my one friend who's going to watch it live and then join us later in the day to watch it again, so yeah, it's a great appetite
0: uh, but, gonna, 5 out of 10 I was going to ask you, is that as a, not necessarily a New Japan watcher, does this match lineup for you do enough that you would watch the entire show some of the show none of the show, what, where are you sort of on that scale?
1: Um, it it It's <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom every year is at a stage where if people I know want to watch it together, we'll watch the whole show. If it's just me, I'll pick and choose matches. Okay. Um, this has got enough matches where there's a chance we'll watch all of the show. Again, like I say, the junior heavyweight four-way, the tag title match is pretty cool. The the US title and the main event are both pretty cool. The IWGP women's match. <laughs> enough things there where you're like, maybe we'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's something I'm going to be doing. That's fair. That's um, and that's the time difference, things well, and spoilers and all that stuff, and wanting to be mm-hmm. up to it. Like,
0: I agree, totally understand. And now, Scotty, if anyone
1: can... cares, it's at
2: nine thirty PM. I'm hype. It's
0: the Eastern, what, it's
2: the... Eastern, yeah, sorry. The TJPW, um, yeah, so, yeah. Like, you're watching. Get, that, like. I'm going to get to watch that, and then I'll just watch Wrestle Kingdom, and then I'll be exhausted.
3: It's great. Sure.
0: And then Scotty, can exhausted. we real quickly get your thoughts, your uh, one to ten rating of uh, the New Year Dash Guard? Oh, ah, uh, ten. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I expect
2: I expect uh Shinsuke Nakamura to come over from Noah.
0: Mm-hmm, and
2: mm-hmm. uh show up on that card. I expect uh
0: <laughs> it, Sam, if you're not on the joke, the joke is that New Year Dash, they will not have the matches announced until the uh participants come out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So... It's, I like it, that gimmick. It's a mystery. It's, it's a great gimmick. It's uh, a Mystery
0: think, Vortex show.
2: You know, it's funny. Dragon Gate has done that for almost all of their house shows this year.
3: Yeah. Oh, Which is sense. wild!
2: What a wild like thing to do is just let's do let's be mystery vortex the entire year. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward. A lot of wrestling in the next coming weeks. I'm already tired.
0: Yeah, I mean next week is going to be a big week. uh we're not gonna get
2: the preview Stardom Dream Kingdom. I hate you.
0: I, know. I hate you. Yeah, next week has Stardom Dream Queen Everyone watch it. Has AAA Night of Champions. Um, IWTV. They're crowning a new IWTP World Champion uh so that's interesting Great. uh what else golf what else? clap what else and then noah will have their new year show um which should be interesting that's the show Yeah, we'll, we'll review that yeah eventually. that's that's the show with shinsuke nakamura on it so that is going to be interesting Was that the main event probably <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised well no there i believe the main event is going to be kiyomiya versus kano as it should be because that's the title match yeah, but I don't I don't know if that I like your
2: confidence in
0: that. Ah, I, I think it was determined like today or something. Uh, unless it was determined earlier and it was I'm just gonna, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, me. I'll as he was looking it up, so I'll close start closing on the show. Sam, it, it isn't. It, there we go, perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll start closing. Wait one second. Hold on. Wait.
0: <laughs> no way to sum up yeah. Noah than just be like, nope, Wait. that's not what's happening. Yeah. Now we now we close out the show. I apologize, Sam. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. It was a blast having you on. Uh, where can the p- good people at home find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Quantum Roberts. You can find uh, the site that I am the entry for at Near Falls. You can also find uh, interviews I've done with some professional wrestlers on YouTube at All Angles Wrestling. There's also a twerk account for that. All angles rest. I'm sometimes funny, sometimes insightful. That's what this entire podcast has told you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, oh, I forgot to do this, and I don't know if I want to drop it on you right now. But no, you got A gimmick we have on the show, of course, you is... have to drop it on him. Yeah, a gimmick we have on the show as well is uh, Match of the Week um so what have you <laughs> so yeah i know it's an original gimmick um but uh what we do every week at the end of every week is just uh what of wrestling that you watched this week it doesn't necessarily have to be a match that you saw that came out this week it could be like super old or whatever what match of this week did you love the most
1: i'm so lucky i decided to watch wrestling before going to sleep earlier this week um i rewatched for the first time in ages the uh, High Man Omega versus the Young Bucks from Revolution.
3: Mm-hmm. Ah, and so if I'm being allowed to ridiculous. say
1: anything I watched, I rewatched that. Um, I made a VHS tape ages ago, which was the top five AW matches at that point, And that was one of the matches on the tape. So I was like, I'm going to rewatch this. And um, when I first saw that match, I had zero context for a lot of the references. Of it because again, I'd just come back to wrestling like a year earlier. Yeah. And even as someone who needed to have it explained to me after the fact, I still was like, this match is awesome. Just on moves with a capital M and a Z alone, awesome match. Yeah. But then when you get like the context for elements of it, it's even better. That's perfect. That's beautiful. That's really saved me. <laughs> for answering that question.
0: That was perfect. Scotty, uh, where can people find you at home? And what is your match of the week? find me at home don't find me at home please (laughs) don't do that um what is your what is your ip address what is your physical (laughs) address i want to i want to dox you and get banned off of you want my do
2: you want my social security too
0: Uh, why not why not for a penny and for a um, pound
2: you follow me uh at scotty wrestling on twitter if you don't already and you should read my interview with julia because that's the only thing i care about um that's the only content I'll probably care about for the rest of time, truthfully, because I thought it was, she was really good. I didn't do anything. I just asked questions. Um, and my match of the week is Gunther versus Ricochet from uh, SmackDown. That was actually really, really. I, ju- I don't usually watch SmackDown, but I was, like, doing nothing Friday, and I was just like, eh, whatever, I'll put this on. And I learned that that match was on. I was like, Oh! All right, and I got John Cena, so it was a pretty good show to just put on. I, it was a double whammy for me, but that match actually kicked ass. It was, uh, it was the best ricochets looked in like,
0: forever. Yeah, that's I heard. Gunta Gunta's really good. Gunta. I, I I heard that there was some controversy because I believe it was cage side seats had a review where they said uh, Guntha won with a... <laughs> with a shitty power slam. With a slam, shitty power slam, but it's like <laughs> doing the Emerald Flosion, a <laughs> famous move. Uh, he calls
2: it the uh, Last Symphony. Oh,
0: beautiful. Chef's kiss. Uh, I love that. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Knight, so you can follow <laughs> me, <laughs> follow the whole show, at Pod. I just, I just
2: I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I need. So I have the Noah thing up, and it's translated automatically. And you know how... Kano sits there with like the fist out.
0: Yeah, he's fist His king. His
2: name translated as Fist King. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because yeah. I've never seen that before. I turn my head and it just says Fist King and he's looking at me like this.
1: I'm like, <laughs> All oh, right, you so say fine. he sits like that. So I imagine him on like the train. <laughs> just everywhere he goes, he's stuck. <laughs> he's a scary dude.
0: Uh, uh especially when he does the fire kicks that's that's the scariest oh, part Jesus. uh you can follow the whole show at count pod rate and review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them ring post radio we greatly appreciate it uh here on the Countout network uh thank you so much uh everybody for listening to this week's show uh we will be taking a break next week uh because we are not going to record on christmas day uh one because i tried guys he tried, tried guys. He, he really tried He really really tried but i I was like hey i can't do it i gotta celebrate christmas i guess um but uh you yeah, know but uh, no show this next I was week
2: originally, i was originally working christmas day actually so i'm really happy that yeah, uh,
0: jesus christ yeah get out of that job Um uh, <laughs> yeah you did uh but thank you everybody for listening to this week's episode of ring post radio again thank you sam for coming on to the show it was a blast having you on um and we will see you all no not next week uh in the new year actually we will see you all in the new year
2: january 1st we got a guest set uh we officially um we're also gonna review i didn't know that we're, (laughs) we're doing we're actually gonna do two a double dose we're going to review stardom dream queendom and noah and then we're going to have chris sampson on to um Preview Wrestle Preview Kingdom. Preview Wrestle Kingdom. So oh, perfect.
0: I, I, didn't, I didn't know that until just now. Uh, perfect. Welcome. Well, we'll see you all in the new year with another guest. Until then, goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.